Hey everyone and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from the Mail Fuzz Network. I'm Peter and I'm joined as always by Matt. Hey, what's up people? And Connor's here too. I am. I'm still here for now. Yes. That's because he's done reading Red Hood. Check, yeah. check last um, week's for that I, news. I, I just feel like I'm, I'm free. I I don't know if he is because we've we've got a new arc in this week's solicits for uh, Red Hood, and I think it's oh, a winner. I don't give a damn. I, I it, might make a him, it might make him miss it. it <laughs> might. Go He's going to play a whole week since I read the last issue. Now I'm starting that to get the edge. Quite a feat if this could make me care in the slightest, other than the care about the fact that I want to burn it. Well, we talk about comics here, DC Comics specifically, as we tend to do. And coming up on this week's show, we will be talking about Justice League vs. Suicide Squad number 5, Justice League of America, The Ray, Rebirth issue 1, Batman 15, Superman 15, Trinity issue 4, Justice League 13, Nightwing 13, Green Arrow 15, Green Lanterns 15, and that's it, I forgot to say and, because I was expecting a longer list, because last week was twice as long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But there you go. That's, uh, that's that's the books we're talking about this week, plus some news and stuff. Uh, but yeah, we got time for some niceties this week. Connor, how, how was your week? Yeah. It was it was pretty good. I had time to read my books because there was like none of them. It was really nice. <laughs> this is I how had, you know we've time. become. Do you know what? I had time to reread the the multiversity, which. Could you imagine that happening on a week two? Which, by the way, is an extra nine issues, so you have no excuse on a week two yeah, anymore. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, but you still preempted us by saying you hadn't finished Superman. So, <laughs> well, like, yeah, but I was, I was reading, I was sat there for the last hour reading the Multiversity, and I was going, "All right, I'm keeping an eye on the time." The end of every issue, it's like, "Okay, now I'm gonna have to stop for Superman. Now I'm gonna have to stop for Superman." And then Matt said, "Yeah, I might be ten minutes late." I was like, "Oh, I can get it done." <laughs> But that was eight. That, that, you had nine books. Multiverse is another nine, right? Okay, but here's the difference. 18 books. Here is the difference. I've read Multiversity before, so I don't need to think quite as hard to d- digest it. No, what I've learned from this is that uh, as long as we're 18 or under, Connor can't complain. Exactly. Because <laughs> he's just done it by choice. So. Oh, yeah, you're telling me you haven't read any extra stuff this week. I did. I uh, caught up on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Uh, I enjoyed that. That was, that was good. very good. I, I really enjoyed the, the first issue back of this new arc. Uh, yes, yes. There was a, a twist that wasn't really a twist, but I won't spoil anything. Just, just... <laughs> it, it was played like it should be a twist, but it was exactly what it was supposed to be. Yeah, it felt exactly what I thought it was going to be. But yeah, yeah. Uh, if you if you enjoy if you have nostalgia for Power Rangers, the, the Boom comics uh, enjoyable. Nice bit of That's nostalgia. pretty good, yeah. yeah. You, think, you think they're going to drop the Dinozords and pick up those Thunderzords from like, the third season? Second season? And I feel like so I'm there for, like for correcting you there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they all blend together in my head. But because it was all the same. It's funny you say that because there was actually a weird little hint of the Thunderzords uh, recently oh, in the book. Those ones were my favorite because I loved, I loved that the Red Dragon Zord could, could become its own like, warrior. Yeah. Yeah, Did you like how it cool. would ride on the back of the White Tiger Zord? Yeah, it was good. <laughs> like it was a, like a jouster? Yeah. Excellent stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had an okay week. Uh, it was kind of relaxed. We, me and Connor, top secret new movie thing we're doing for the channel, which... Uh, what, was what was that, James Bond? You <laughs> sending a signal? <laughs> no, that was a sting. That was a sting. Oh, the sting? 
great. <laughs> uh, we started doing that. We had, we had good fun actually watching an old movie for a change. I feel like I've, I've not made time for it in ages because we're, we're constantly doing TV yeah. shows and reading the new comics and whatever. And me and Carl went, you know what? I want an excuse to watch old movies. I want a yeah, reason for it. <laughs> we had to look at how long it had been. And equally, I think we were going back to like July since we'd, we'd wa- properly geez. done it. So, yeah, because we've been watching movies since then, but in terms of watching a movie that was an older movie that we hadn't watched before, whereas like, oh, I want to get around to this classic, or I want to get around to this, and it'd been like six, seven months since I'd done it, and I felt really yeah. bad about that. So Dang. So now you're getting a show about old movies just as an excuse for us to watch some old movies, <laughs> is basically what's happening. Uh, yeah. Me and Cara are sort of spearheading it, but Matt will probably jump in when he wants to, and yeah. Tim might even jump in. That's relevant to my taste. Yeah, or or when Blade Runner twenty whatever forty seven is that the title forty nine forty nine. It's such a fake when nerd. That yeah, that's two inaccuracies yeah. so far. Keep trying. I got to yeah. count at the bottom of the screen. Yeah, good. Do it because my brain just from everything trying to keep everything straight. I don't know how you guys do it, but probably because I watch way too much professional wrestling. That's my probably. Main problem. That's melted your brain. I think that's what it is. Yes, it has. Yeah. So and now my cat's biting my leg, and I'm doing my best not to scream out in pain. <laughs> Hooey. I'll just take that as a summary of what your week was like then. Uh, Too much wrestling and cat bites. All right. Let's <laughs> yeah. right. uh, talk about... Well, not books yet. We've got a little bit of news to do. Um, so, funny thing about the solicits. We're going to talk about the solicits first. I'm going to save the main event of the news till after we talk about these. Uh, we had the early stuff last week where, you know, they always preview, oh, this is the big crossover coming in April. So we got the Superman yep. stuff, the aftermath, yeah. and the button with Flash and Batman. And typically we get that, and then the following Monday is when we get the full solicits. However, we got to Monday, Tuesday, and we said, oh, no, no, solicits is going to be another week. We're delaying it for another week. And we're like, okay, that's weird, but whatever, it's fine. But no one told a certain site, yeah, right? But- no one told yeah. Comixology, the you know the main digital store for comics, and they put all yeah. the listings up for everything. It's, it's I think it is interesting though because everyone delayed their solicits this week because mm. Marvel didn't have them; they were supposed to do it. I think uh, Boom as well was supposed to have them that week. Yeah, there, there must be a I, maybe it's a diamond thing. That's why they've all done it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because obviously once they do solicits, they have to start taking on pre-orders. So I wonder if Diamond are like, no, no, wait, wait another week because something. Yeah, maybe they had site error or something. Yeah, but Comixology said we don't care or we didn't know, and they put up all the listings for the April DC books, so we got them anyway, even though they're not officially out yet. Uh, and like I did last week, and I, I like the new way we're doing this. I'm going to just sort of I, I skim through them, and I've taken out the part ones. Obviously, the big the big stuff was last week because they they make a point of showcasing that for us. Yeah. Uh, but there's a couple of new arcs starting in April and I thought I'd point those out so Green Arrow, if you remember we had a new one for that in the last one as well but that's because it was a two-parter so the new arc of Green Arrow is starting in issue 21 in April it is called The Rise of Star City oh yeah Okay. Uh, part one of course uh, they killed Oliver Queen they made an out- and that's just metaphorical they didn't actually kill Oliver Queen that's not a spoiler just in case anyone is like that's what they want you to think uh, they killed Oliver Queen they made an outlaw of Green Arrow and now the Ninth Circle will gather its forces to destroy the hero's very soul buildings will topple innocents will starve disease will spread and Seattle will die the biggest Green Arrow story ever begins here the way that's worded makes me think they're actually going to destroy Seattle and it'll rise the star city <laughs> Kind of sounds like not. it, doesn't I it? I love that city. Even even the the fake one in the comics, 
I, I, nothing bad to happen there. I, I prefer Star City, though. I'd rather he was in Star City, so I actually yeah. like that they're doing... Even if it's not destroying Seattle and raising it to Star City. Yeah. Either he's moving to Star City or they're doing the destruction and rebirth of Star City. Either way, I'm cool with this. I like that. Because that's one of the things I always love about DC is I love the fictional cities. It feels like its own world. I almost feel weird when they start talking about New York and Los Angeles. I'm like, eh, no, no, no. Metropolis and Gotham and Metropolis, Central and... Coast yeah. City. Yeah, all those. Yeah. So, that's pretty cool. So, that's the thing. Uh, Justice League of America issue 5 is the start of a new arc, which means the first one's only four issues plus the rebirth. Uh, yeah, I kind of like that. I like shorter. That you said, know, it could still be a hefty trade because you'll have the, the five plus potentially the one shots. No, no, no. The one shots yeah. are getting their own trade. Oh, are they? Yeah, it's called Justice League of America oh, The Road to Rebirth. All right, okay. It's up on Amazon. That's why I know that. Yeah, so this is called Heart of Bastiche, Part 1. Jeez, <laughs> uh, I wonder I know what this is about. About. <laughs> <laughs> uh, The JLA discovers a super arms dealer has transformed an entire city into his own massive militia force, and when the team can't liberate its citizens from the outside, they turn to their own legendary master of mass destruction, <laughs> Lobo. Their own master of mass destruction. <laughs> so, Sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it's a good title. Uh, next up, now here's the here's the one that's going to tempt Connor back to Red Hood. <laughs> Red Hood and the Outlaws issue nine. In fact, I feel this is very relevant, so I'm putting the Red Hood buttons in effect. It's up on the screen now for uh, the audio listeners who can't see it. <laughs> I love Red Hood sprawled over Connor's face as he's giving me the finger. Red Hood and the Outlaws issue nine. Where is that Artemis part one? When Artemis discovers, I already the- don't care. <laughs> when Artemis discovers <laughs> that the bow of Ra has been used to destroy an entire city, Red Hood and the Outlaws race to Quarak to discover the identity of this barbaric bowman and who they find is too shocking to believe. Malcolm Merlin, obviously. Obviously, barbaric <laughs> bowman. That's some good alliteration, though. I'll give him that. Yeah. Don't know who wrote the solicit. But if, it wasn't Lobdell. Even... <laughs> that's, that's way too much, like, a higher level of English than he can use. <laughs> Oh man, the salt I, I just got a little out. upset and then I realized that it was Karak and not Kondok. Yeah. As if they were letting the writer who must not be named with reins to Kondok, I was going to rage fit right now. Yeah. But it doesn't seem on. like they're going to. Yeah. And last up, until, so we'll get four actually uh, this month, but Superwoman issue nine uh, is called Super Space Woman. So not, not sp- just as a space. In between super and women. Not, not that there's actually the word space. Just to clarify that. Oh, damn. Super. Uh, yeah, I, I really thought it was in space as well. Yeah. <laughs> super woman part one. Uh, in this story, tying into Superman Reborn Aftermath. There you go. Oh? Uh, Lois Lane and Lana Lang find themselves reunited at last. Which I guess is a spoiler. I think but it's we've... supposed to be super women. I, I said that. Super women. <laughs> Scottish accent strikes again. Yeah, it's... Matt, you, you you get me right. I women, get you. Women, yeah. women, 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 women. I, I say it the same. It sounds the same no matter what we yeah, say. Yeah, it, yeah, women, it sounds women. exactly the same. I, I'm just feeling like there was differentiation that I didn't get from when you said. Okay, it. super women. See, that sounds weird. I'm forcing it. I just say it quick and it sounds they the same. They like thing. American Pete. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, do you want, I'll do an American accent if you want. I mean, <laughs> oh, God, please don't. Please <laughs> <laughs> Super woman. Superwoman, so no, I can't. Okay, uh, honestly, I find themselves reading the last. Super ladies, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking that Melissa Benoist protesting photo now. Uh, okay, <laughs> so yeah, reunited. 
this, this is kind of a spoiler, but it's, we've also been thinking this is happening for issues and issues at this point. Yeah. We've we been saying, oh, she's going to be back. So, hey, we know we're getting it. That's cool. Or um, poor Lana gets sent to that realm that Lois is in. You didn't think about that, did you? Well, she's back for issue nine, at least, if that happens. Huh? All it says is they're together again. It doesn't say where. True, but I feel like the rest of the plot will probably indicate they're in the world doing stuff. Go on, tell us what the rest of it is, and then we can speculate. Along with the Man of Steel, the reunion is cut short by the return of Cannon the Saber. Or sorry, Cannon and Saber. Not Cannon the Saber. Oh, that's a cool name. Cannon the Saber. Uh, who arrived to wreak havoc on the newly restored Metropolis. The mantle of Superwoman will be decided in this debut chapter of Superwoman. Oh, okay, yes. See, I definitely... That was me saying woman. I definitely said woman and not woman. See, it sounds the same. <laughs> <laughs> sounds the same. I'm I don't know sorry. if you guys ever remember the. There's a SNL skit where there were. It was Fred Armisen and um, oh man, I'm, I'm blanking on her name, but uh, she was in Bridesmaid. She played the girl that was getting married. Oh yeah, I know you're uh, talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph. There and you go. They were doing some vaguely European talk show where both the hosts were named were Nuni. But when someone would pronounce it wrong, they would correct them and it always sounded the same. So it sounds like Pete's doing. It does. No, I said woman, not woman. <laughs> <laughs> Singular woman, plural woman. Women. Women. They're identical. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. Let's talk, let's talk. Well, that book's yet. We've got one more news thing. The big news thing, actually, uh, that we've not talked about yet. So, this week, they actually. There was a story that came out early on, not, not long after last week's show, about how the single shipping books, the monthly books, not the double shippers, the ones we get two of every month, the single ones, were raising their prices from $2.99 to $3.99. And honestly, at this point, I was kind of like, fine, you know what? It wasn't going to last forever. The double shipping's not doing yep. it, so that's good. And, I, and my argument was. Well, these are obviously the books that are selling less. There's a reason why we're only getting one of these and not two. And if the price of keeping them around, if the price of keeping things like Supergirl and New Superman not not being cancelled, if the price of that is us all paying a dollar extra, I'm like, I'm fine with that. I agree as well. I mean, I think the general consensus was, okay, it's not too bad. Everyone else is at three ninety nine. Yeah, for the single shipping. DC were kind of holding out. But wait... There's more. Well, hold on. Well, I haven't got to the more part yet. There's a. They're also yeah. adding digital codes. Was the other thing? There's the and more. Oh, yeah. no, more. Sorry. Oh, I was. I thought you were jumping yeah. ahead to the the the, the new so, news story. And, only... and more, more, and more, more yeah. coming up. So, the other company gets rid of those. The DC's other... like, you know what? We're gonna raise our prices, but we're gonna give you the little digital taste yeah like, here you go digital code the free digital code if you will or if you arguably you can maybe say it's the dollar digital code that comes with the three dollars yeah, it's not free because the price has gone up but have it has it gone see, up see, just see, for that see the thing is though is i think it is free i think they had to raise their prices but they put the digital yeah. code in as a little but you at least get this I mean, yeah. yeah everything's day and date anyways remember then when uh new 52 was announced that was like the big news is that digital comics would be day and date and now it's just like, well, yeah, no duh. But, you know, so it's now... Not that long ago, is it, really? But I do no, th- not really. I do think that distinction is important, though. I really, th- I think a lot of people are going, well, I don't want the digital code, so this extra dollar is just... I think I was like, no, no. The, the price was going to go up anyway. The digital yeah. code is just to make it feel a lot bit better. It's not... It helps. 
Yeah, so are all the books getting the digital code, or is it just going to be the no, dollar? Just, right, just the dollar more ones. Right now, it's just a single oh. shipping. To be honest, though, I feel like they're also testing the waters. I think oh. I'd be surprised if within the next year they don't put all the, the double shippers to $4 with a digital code as well. Oh. I would generally be surprised, and I wouldn't even have a problem with it, but that's, that's where it's... But then, but what the thing is, is that we were obviously, this was big enough news that we were talking about it just kind of between us throughout the week when this yeah. happened. And me and Connor had a very particular conversation we where did. I said to Connor, you know, it would be really great if the digital versions on Comixology stayed at two ninety nine because why not? They, they kind of yeah, should and, be cheaper. And I shot it down based off past experience, mostly with the, uh, the, the video game industry where yeah. they were, they're so afraid of undercutting stores and that like, they will put them at retail it's not even fault. The, it's not even the video game industry anyway, it's just the history of the comic book. Like, the, the, the whole time it's been like, oh, we can't piss off the comic book retailers, it's so oh, yeah. on. that's been something that's been in the comic book industry anyway. And I agree with you. I said, yeah, yeah, you're right, it won't, but it'd be nice. It would make a lot of sense if they did. Yeah. And lo and behold, a couple of days later, we got a news article saying that DC is holding the line at 299 on digital platforms. So, so here's my question. Who, is this John's really taking the reins? Like, what's changed since Rebirth? This in, can't be a John's decision, though, because this, this business is business. Side. Yeah. He's creative. Like, I get that, but like, something changed. They, why are they firing on all cylinders then, all, all of a sudden? Honestly, I feel you like this I mean? one's a bit. This one actually might be a reaction to Marvel, where yeah. Marvel announced they were dropping the digital codes, and then right. online there was annoyance from it, right. myself included. And right. I think DC they were looking at this and going, "We can afford to do this. We're gonna." Yeah. I think they were they were putting them up to three ninety nine anyway, and they went. We can afford to throw in some digital codes. We can take that hit for the publicity. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's the one side of it, though. But the fact that they're keeping the digital prices at two ninety nine and having a different yep. price from the print issues is a big deal. No one's ever done that. No, it's massive. That's a huge thing. That's a huge change of like direction just, yeah. in the industry. I just look at it like this: if you're a casual comic reader and you just are, you know, walking past a newsstand and grabbing it, you know, it's not really going to affect you. But if you're like me, who goes into the shop every week, I'm still going to the shop, so I'll pay that extra dollar to give you know my shop that that bump. Yeah, and also it, be- it benefits someone like you, Matt, because I know that you put your books on your iPad and stuff anyway, and because re- you, I've heard you reading books digitally when you're on holiday yeah. or whatever by the pool. Yeah. I know you do that, so that's kind of benefits yeah. you because you can have all the digital versions as well. Oh, well, that's yeah. why I was asking about if they were going to do it to the double shippers too, because those are. Really, those are the books that I love. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully they do eventually. Obviously, some so people who read physical who don't care about digital and just want it to be cheaper. Obviously, yeah. they're the ones who are, are like negatively affected by this. Yeah. But I again, agree. If, but if you want to support are... your shop, you'll pay that extra dollar. Yeah. There, there are also it's, it's entire communities online that are set up just to trade these codes to sell them yeah. for, for the dollar usually. Where so instead yeah. of that extra dollar, you just sell it to someone else. Someone else gets the code you know, cheap, and then you've paid no more than you would have done before. For me, this is actually great because it means I can buy more books from my store because my store is is an independent store and their prices are a bit higher than others. cover, yeah. Yeah. And um, I like supporting them, but there's only so many I can get before I've got to go digital. Yeah. And what I do then is I buy so many from them, the rest digital, whereas what I did 
I do, I do with the the Marvel Star Wars books with the digital code where I I buy them until now from them but until <laughs> yeah. now yeah I buy I buy them from the store and then I redeem the digital code and then later on I sell the issues and make my money back so I still the the, the money went into the you store break even yeah and I break even yeah. yeah. Uh, for me, someone who reads 100% digital, the news that the prices are staying yeah. down on, on Comixology is great. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you well, it were... makes sense, though, because it's not part of the publishing cost, right? Like, yeah. they're just, you know, it's it's going in there. So, if basically you want it paid, it's almost like a, a tax on physical copies to where if you really love the physical that much, you'll pay the extra dollar, which that doesn't bother me because I'll pay an extra dollar for Supergirl and Batgirl and Trinity, easy, if that's what it takes for me to read them physically. Yeah, and now you've um, got a digital code as well, so you get an extra little yeah, thing out exactly. of it. I know, Peter, you were saying that you may have to drop a couple, like you were going to have to look into it. Well, I wasn't sure if I would, but it, I worked out how much it would be extra per month. Yeah. And it worked out to be the price of two books essentially. And I thought, well, if I if I struggle and I have to cut, it'd be cutting two books would cover would make me break the exact same amount as what I would have been paying. But now they're not going up, so now I don't even have to think about it. Now I get to just yeah. keep supporting see, the books I, that I was. Yeah, yeah. I looked at this going, oh, good, I can finally drop some stuff and have justification. Besides, well, I really don't want to not read it, but I just don't have time now. Like <laughs> extra dollar, I'm not reading that. So, you know. We'll see how it goes, because we all know I have compulsion problems when it comes to comics. <laughs> yeah. So. Matt, Ma, I'm not reading Justice League V's Suicide yeah. Squad, Skullthorpe. Uh, yeah. Sometimes doesn't live up to what he says when he oh, says he's not going to read something. Don't, don't don't forget the fact that I also bought every issue that had to do with Flashpoint. Uh, I bought a lot of those. I didn't buy all the tie-ins, but I did buy oh, a lot. Oh, I did. Oh, I did. And my wife is not happy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Matt, but how much of yeah. Convergence did you buy? Oh dear. All of it. And how many <laughs> well, of the how many of the tie-ins, like the side stories? Not on, only if they were uh, basically because they took the spot for those two months of yeah. books that I was reading. Only if they took the spot of books that I was reading right. uh, already. I bought... The only one I went out of my way for was the Rucka question mm. uh, because I bought it's, issues. It was Rucka's return. I bought issue zero of Convergence and not another single one because that was all I, I need. All I needed to know. <laughs> <laughs> Compulsion problems. Yeah. I, I bought zero with Final Crisis. Um, I bought zero so. and one of Convergence, but then I did buy a handful of the the two issues. But but here's the thing about Convergence: it was this is how bad it needs to get before Rebirth can happen because a lot of the stuff from Rebirth. Those seeds are planted with convergence, so they are, which is annoying. Yeah, yeah. Well, just but to wrap. To that ra- doesn't mean go back and read convergence. I'm just saying. If that's oh, yeah, don't, don't. Chuck, to get there, then okay. Right, just to sum this up, just to sort of lay out the facts for everyone in case they've been sort of muddled through all our tangent and conversation. Single shipping books, physical in April, are going up to three ninety nine. But the digital versions of those books in Comixology, if that's how you buy them, are going to stay at two ninety nine. Double shipping books are still two ninety nine regardless, but there's no digital codes on those. I forgot to mention the biggest negative of this. Oh, go on. So they're going to give me digital codes for these books from April onwards. Oh, I know. And then I'm going to have the missing first half of a series on my Comixology account that I'm going to have to go and buy again <laughs> just to make it look complete. It's especially it's annoying with Super Sons and Batwoman, where they're going to be two issues, three issues in. And then it's like, God damn it. 
just start it now with these two books. Just go just, from the start. And it's not, not their fault you have OCD. Yes, yeah. it is. They, they've <laughs> just, buy, just buy the first two digitally. Spend the extra three dollars. No, because then I have to. Th- that's I'm gonna have to buy them again. I can't buy them just digitally. I know. Oh god, jump trap. All right, I think I think that's uh, I think that's yeah. done with the news. Let's let's get on to some books. First book we've got this week, of course, is issue five of Justice League vs. Suicide Squad, written by Joshua Williamson, art on this one by Robson Roca, and this was so. In the last issue, we had Maxwell Lord took over the Justice League. He has the Eclipse of Diamond, and he's yeah. integrated with it. And that sounds kind of disgusting, but he has. And oh, it is. That's where we are. And the Justice League, minus Batman are all under his control, and he's taking them all to various places. He's taking Superman to Washington, he's in the White House. Uh, the Lanterns are shielding the entire planet. Aquaman's doing stuff in the ocean, he's taking control of the seas. Uh, cyborgs, all the communications and electronics are all under his control. He's basically just distributed them all so that... Yeah, Flash has disarmed every like yeah. warhead. Yeah, Wonder Woman's got all the politicians. Yeah, so the idea basically is he has quickly, by force, used the Justice League to try and solve all these major things. It's actually not a bad plan if you remove who's doing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and so, another point of the issue, isn't it? Yeah, and the fact, yeah, of, the fact, of course, as well, is that he's been infected by Eclipse, so as the issue goes on, and it's not really as, him in yeah. control. Yeah. Right. Well, the beginning, yeah, it is, and that's what he tells Waller, is like, I've planned for this and that that tribe did a ritual so i'm fine it's gonna work out and yeah i love how slowly he like, says that it's literally like a panel yeah. after he says that that the first yeah. eclipsal line comes out of his mouth it's like yeah <laughs> exactly and you can't can't account for the eclipse which i'm so glad that's where this has gone uh because eclipse is such a great villain when used properly it's just it adds you know that that magical chaos to things Magical chaos! What a wonderful way of putting it. Uh, yes. And of course, the clip so at the end of the issue it does like appear. He sort of like I think Max Lord transforms into. Uh, a he, clip he, he throws him up from his guts. Does he actually? Like, I wasn't clear because you see yeah. him throwing up, and then I wasn't sure if that was him like vomiting as he turns into a clip so, or if it was a clip so well, coming out of him. I thought he was turning into him. Yeah, I but... thought he was turning oh, okay. into him. Okay. Oh, I thought he just grossly came up. Actually, and I'm looking at it again. It looks like he's kind of a, a bit of a husk. As well, yeah. so yeah, I think Matt might be right. He is, oh. maybe he is one of them. Semantics. Eclipse was there. Eclipse was there. That's the last page of the issue this week. Because Eclipse was here, full force, and the world's in chaos. People are all infected around them, and it's causing chaos in the streets. And do you know my my biggest problem with this now? Mm-hmm. It feels like there's a lot to do in just one issue. I. I trust in, in Williamson because he does this a lot in other stuff that I've read. Right. He he like loads up the penultimate issue or of that arc and then the resolution is just, it's staring you at the face the whole rest of the five issues. Like he sets mm. stuff up in issue two and three. Yeah, it's just weird because obviously Eclipso is now revealed to be like the actual big bad of this story. Mm-hmm. And we're only just getting to him right before the last issue. Feels like there's not a lot of time left to deal with that. Um, I'm wondering if lightning's gonna strike, like if if that comes into play. Deus Ex, yeah. Magicia, Ma- Magica, 
Who, what are you, you know hinting I mean? at, Matt? Uh, say, say it clearly I'm, I'm for the thinking, people at home in the cheap seats. I'm thinking maybe, maybe Shazam finally makes an appearance in Rebirth. I would love that. I would as because... well, but my question is, could they have really kept that a secret? Did we I know about Eclipso so. until they mentioned the Eclipso dying yes. last week? Because he was in the promo stuff in that huge gatefold. Oh, was I just okay. didn't know if he, Yeah, mm. I just didn't know if he was going to show up here or in Justice League of America. So, well, it was, it was a guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like this needs something to follow up on it. Maybe it will be followed up on in, in JLA, okay. but it doesn't sound yeah. like it is. It might. It's, it's hard to say because I feel like, obviously, this issue plants some more seeds because Killer Frost sort of stands up to Batman and says, yeah. no, I'm coming with you. Yeah. And you can see that's maybe why he eventually decides, right, you can be on this new team yeah. that I'm, I'm putting yeah. together. So that, that that's there. And even the, the way he's using his Lobo as well, obviously, builds a little bit of a tie. Uh I love, I love that that he's just laying there for two panels and then yeah. comes up and yells Bastich. Yeah, I love that he respects Batman as well. Where he's like, "You yeah. blow my head off," but I was like, "Well, it was the only way to break Max Lord's main control." I like your yeah. style. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> I, I want more Batman and Lobo because we get a lot of Superman and Lobo because they're so opposite. Mm. But I feel that Batman's just as opposite of Lobo, and yeah. I would kind of like a like a three issue buddy. Kind of them do, working together on something. Well, we may get that in GLA because Batman's uh, yeah. the mentor. And, uh, and what I really like is this is the Lobo that I enjoy. Yeah. yeah. It's not being yeah, shoved down like, your throat either. Yeah, it's this yeah, like the, 52. The Justice League kinda. Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. Dial Lobo. That he's not just 90s skull belt Lobo. Yeah. There's some personality yeah. there. So obviously, yeah, that side of the story that builds up through this year is... The cyborg is still kind of there, and his human half is taken over. But the, some of the his uh, cyborg side is still able to. He downloaded a backup copy, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's how it, yeah. Yeah. Always uh, have a backup. Just enough Always to tell. Just enough to tell Batman what's going on, what the plan is, yeah. and uh, oh, I can maybe give you a boom trip to get to Washington, so you can maybe mm-hmm. deal with things. And the Suicide Squad are basically, no, we're coming with you. We're doing this, and yada yada. yada. And Batman's like, well, we're not going as a Suicide Squad. Welcome to the Justice League. And we get that. I didn't like that. that. Didn't like that page, no. No. Did you not? I was just like, no, because clearly they're not going to be. It's not like they're going to give the membership cards. Well, no, that's not what it means, you though. The, the point. The point of it's, it it's being, a, it's, a, it's going like we're doing this my way. Yeah, it's a, yeah. It's I'm saying we do it this my way, but it's also a case of this is not them being forced. They're not going because they're being threatened to have their heads blown up. They're making the choice to go, so they're actually doing something heroic. Right, right but I just like. The big splash page and oh, they're just like, eh. uh, uh, oh no, so, I, I love the splash page. Um, I liked it. Yeah, I'm, I'm making no yeah. apologies. I'm into it, it. It definitely gave it an outsider's vibe, though. Like uh, with Batman and his gang of misfits. Matt, yeah. how much did you, you enjoy uh, main controlled Superman throwing Batman away like I a rag doll? Oh, you don't? No. No, I hate. I hate when Superman's a puppet of anybody. Like it drives me up the wall. But this so, this has got to be better than say, Dark Knight Returns puppet. Yeah, but the the more I look at Dark Knight Returns, it's the more like, you have a friend. Like let's say you're Batman, you have this friend that's become a total sellout, and you're like, dude, this is not what you're about. And you guys get into a scrap. I love how that's what, how Matt relates. Later. That's how Matt relates to Batman. He's the outsider who's like, no, you've yeah. become this corporate shell. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's what that is though. Like. Having having reread Dark Knight Returns, I have less problems with it. Um, 
multiple of, of the film adaptation, not the cartoon, but you know, um, cause the cartoon's pretty good too. But but yeah, I just my control Superman. I'm not, you know. A fan I think of. I'd be. I think I'm more annoyed at it if it's just Superman. But when it's the entire league, yeah. And and it wasn't like Batman resisted it. He just wasn't there. No, he wasn't there for it. Yeah, well, it's not even that he wasn't there. He even says, "No, we weren't chosen." He thinks we are weak and we can't pose a threat to him, so we just weren't picked. You know, I, I, I like that. I, uh, so, which, that. but here's the thing, though. Max Lord knows about everybody. He has Waller's dossiers, hmm. and how was Batman treated when they brought them in? Like the biggest risk. <laughs> so either, yeah. so either that's just Batman like pumping them up and giving them the the. Uh, Space Jam pep talk at halftime, or you know, I think that's I, 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 really screwed up. I think it's a case of uh, so uh, this always comes down to it where someone underestimates like Batman and the other humans who don't have powers. They they see them as being cannon fodder. Well, here's the thing. I think he didn't bother with the 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 rest of the Suicide Squad because like ah, who cares? Got the Justice League now. Yeah, a bunch of. I think he would have taken Batman if he was there. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, but it just shows that again, Batman has those leadership qualities to rile everybody up. I mean, that's what he does. He has an army of sidekicks and in Detective and Batwoman, you know. So, you know, he he does know how to lead. As much as it pains me to say that. <laughs> so. I I enjoyed this issue. I think this might be. Is it my favorite yet? Yeah, Maybe. I think it is, uh, especially the start, which I really loved. The 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 taking of America, I thought was really yeah. well done. Yeah, yeah. As as much as the you know the the reveal at the end of the last issue was a very typical DC event, I think it did a lot of good things with it in this yeah. issue. Yeah. Well, yeah, it it's was... following that pace of the DC event, yeah. so yeah, which is yeah. fine by me. Um, but that's why I think I'm a little bit concerned that, that we're coming up on the end and we've only just got that because typically I feel like we'd have another three issues rather than just one. No, see, mm-hmm. I kind of disagree because I think Dark Side War went on far too long. I feel like Dark Side War... Yes, it did. Well, yeah, Dark Side War did. But generally here, like we've only just got to Eclipso. I feel well, like there needs to be at least yeah, two issues with Eclipso. It was it was usually John that did seven-issue stuff with the exception of Infinite Crisis. Um yeah, I'm trying to think. Blackest Night. I think that was only that was eight. That was eight. Yeah. So very yeah. rarely, yeah, very rarely does he just do six because the stories. So we'll we'll see where this goes. I'm sure it's not going to end decisively. And there's going to leave all these threads to where. As, yeah, I'm, as I might get to the end of it should. next week, and I might get to the end next week and have no complaints. G- given, say, no, it was fine. Given how the continuity has been rolling into each other very smoothly, I can I really do feel like there'll be a lot of threads open that will be picked up yep. elsewhere in other books. I agree with most of that. The, the, all the threads, it's just the actual threat of Eclipso, I feel like could be built up a bit more yeah, but before they just deal with it. Yeah, but he's also one of those villains that gets summoned and you can shove him back in the hole he came from and deal with him another time. Yeah, he's, he's, a genie, like, he's a genie in the bottle kind of villain. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see you next week, I suppose. So, well, you what? say Shazam and use the lightning to strike the diamond and that's boom, gone. That's how I deal with it. Well, we'll find That's how out. you deal with everything, Matt. We'll find out if Shazam shows up next week. Um, yeah. uh, all right, that's uh, Just Leave You Suicide Squad. That'll take us on to Justice League of America, The Ray Rebirth, Issue 1. Uh, Steve Orlando writing and Stephen Byrne on art. Which, by the way, Stephen Byrne has been doing so much. Like, how has he got, had enough time to do all the art he's been doing recently? I don't know. 
Because yeah, the this one particularly stood out. Yeah. the art's so different because had, of the darkness and whatnot. He had Justice League Power Rangers last week. It, it was only a couple of issues ago he had some green uh, arrow to do, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's been working overtime, so congrats yeah. to him. But uh, So yeah, this is another one of these one-shots uh, for these characters from JLA. Uh, the Ray is a character who I really didn't know anything about before I read this issue. <laughs> Me yeah. either. And my, and my DC roots run deep, and... Yeah. I'm just like, who is this guy? Yeah, sometimes it's... sometimes you'll come up with something, Matt. You'll reference a character that you mean, kind of like, uh, what? Old man, speak hey. up. Was your cane? Yeah. This, this is the one that when they announced the team, we were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the Ray. Which I never thought, like, the Ray was, like, a, D- a mainline DC. Like, I remember seeing comic books when I was a kid with the Ray on him, but I thought they were part of, like, the... Like a DC offshoot. Joe, you know, funny. Something. He sounds like a pulp hero. He sounds like he belongs next to yeah. Rocketeer, kind of thing. Yeah. Which is well, funny Blue because Blue Beetle he, and, and he does sound like yeah. one of the Charleston characters. Yeah. He? Yeah. Which is funny because he's actually very progressive compared to what those are. Yeah. Which is good because if you take this character that nobody knows a lot about, you can shape him how you want. Yeah. You know, you I don't know do if whatever. this is what the original Ray was all about. But so Orlando somehow I doubt it. Yeah. Not, 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 not oh. to be funny, but I just feel like this I, I, seems like it's been overhauled for today. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to guess course. he might have been gay before, because I'm pretty sure when they announced this that it was already mentioned he was a gay character. Yeah, but right. I feel like Orlando puts those in there just because diversity, and not just for diversity, but like... No, no but what, what I'm saying is, Matt, when they announced this, everyone said, oh, he's a gay character, that makes sense. So I, I think oh. he was already gay. I think that was something oh, I that was already. I, think. I thought I, I thought, thought like he told us he was gay. Yeah, like, yeah. At, at the press release. No, no. I, it's like from people who knew who the Ray was, they seemed to. Oh, it's a gay okay. character. That makes sense that Orlando's oh, cool. writing them. So I, 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 th- cool. I, t- so I, I took thought... that as he was already gay, at least, or at least hinted that he was gay. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. I just thought it was a thing of Orlando going, "Okay, we're gonna make this character. I'm gonna make him my own, Abbas," because I felt it was very Midnighter, from what I hear, from what because I never read that. Um, Wildstorms ever been my thing, but it's never an it like never the defining character, uh, istic of the character. It yeah. just adds well, dynamics yeah. to it. I'm going to say this is probably my favorite of these one shots so far. Uh, wow! I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was a really good story. It was. I mean, don't get me wrong. The the parable for coming out of the closet was very on the nose because obviously the whole idea is yeah. that light and electricity affect him and he has to stay in and hide from everyone because of who he is. Yeah. But it was just funny because the actual him being gay is almost said as if it doesn't... Yeah, I'm gay. It doesn't well, matter. Yeah. It's the electricity it's thing. It's just out there really yeah. quickly. Like, okay, well, it's fine. Yeah. Where, well, yeah, how he's looking at, at magazines and it's, it's like beefcake guys and yeah. stuff because he's yeah. 13, you know? Uh, which I thought that was handled really well. But yeah, his whole power is like... Talk about a tragic, like, powers. Because you have all this power, but if if you use them, you explode and become an actual ray of light. Yeah. Like... Obviously, it reeks of one of those powers, one of those characters who... They just have to learn to control it properly. So obviously, clearly, the mm-hmm. issue here is that he can't control any of this. And right. that's why when he's a kid, he om- he thinks he might have killed a friend. By like, so he takes a photo with a camera with a flash, and it, yeah. you know, makes him have a reaction, and he, he goes all balls out, uh, flash of light, and it's he essentially becomes like a light ghost for like years, you know, after one night of sneaking out of the house and encountering some people, 
And he then comes in and saves his old friend who he thought had maybe died, who's now a politician, and he jumps in and saves him, and they call him the real light, so he becomes the Ray, and that's his superhero name. Uh, so, yeah. even more so in the last... Ray of Hope. Ray of Hope, sorry. Uh, yeah. You can see where I got real light from, though, given his power I, I actually know. Uh, he... Um, what, what, what I like about this uh, is, much like the last two entries, it tells you who the character is here. Origin story, you understand who this guy is, what his motivations are, where he is in the world. Uh, but I think because of this one, A, partly because it was more beautiful, uh, not to discredit the art from the last two, but this one was really pretty with all the light effects St- and stuff. Stephen Byrne yeah. is like one of my favourites at the minute. Because it looks painted, almost, like it's got that pastel kind of... It's the it's the really the bright colours, but it's the lighting uh-huh. effects on them as well, like the way they fade yeah. in and out. But also lots yeah. of black. Like when he like, becomes mm-hmm. the ray at the end, he's like he's like pitch black, but there's the light around him. It's yeah. a really cool effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the other reason why I love it, I, th- I think, and this this is maybe not even a testament to writing or anything like that. It's just that this one was such a blank slate for me and probably all of us in terms of who it was. That this was all yeah. new information. This was like all, I, you know, none of it was reiterated yeah. from stuff we already knew. It was just new. You know, he just reminded me when. I think Connor said he was like based off a of pulp hero, hmm. and in the origin they worked that in, like because he grew up watching those pulp movies of the swashbucklers, hmm. and even that's his entry line when he fights the the group that's trying to assassinate the mayor candidate that was his friend, you know, and yeah. that whole suit is based off of you know I can't remember the pirate's name though, but I remember Leatherwing was the guy he was fighting, so I thought that that's a really nice touch. So it's, it's funny, I know they only do this, so it's obvious to us that he's watching the same movie over and over again, but I did kind of mm-hmm. chuckle and go, it's funny how it's always the exact same frame of the movie we're seeing here in all these scenes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, here's here's some fun. Yeah, he is a pulp era. The original yeah. Ray came out in 1940, huh. and he's part of the Freedom Fighters. So so there you go. So yeah, they definitely updated him. At some, point, yeah. so at some point, yeah. At some point along the way. I imagine he's probably had stuff added to him as the decades have went past and yeah, uh, whatnot. Uh, but what I think is cool is that he is a character who is new to us in the sense that we didn't really know anything about him. And they're taking him and they're making him a part of this main team. And maybe mm-hmm. we'll actually yeah. make him an actual, you know, at least B-level character in DC. You know, maybe we'll think Hell, of him. they did it with, like, maybe it's faded a little bit, but Vibe a couple of years ago. Hmm. Yeah. Like when they put him I mean, in the, the JLA team, whatever one that was. Yeah, and now that character's on Flash, you know. Yeah. Like, oh. And he's he's actually a character, and not like just the the punchline of Justice League Detroit. Exactly. So maybe this can do a similar thing for the Ray, like where this is that step to becoming a name that people actually know. And he has a cool, unique power set. So I feel like he's not just a copy of like someone else on the team. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I also really want to see him with like in a with Superman and how they play off each other with, with the powers. Yeah, with the Kryptonians. Yeah, yeah. Because you can just feed, and you know, when when Justice League of America was announced, I was kind of like, well, they're missing a Superman character, and I feel like this is the Ray has that covered now. Yeah, she's the closest. Yeah, so, yeah to it. Uh, yeah. Interesting, yeah, it'd be interesting if he's around Superman. If it's like a, a blue lantern with a green lantern, how it supercharges. Yeah, that's kind of how I was yeah. uh, picturing it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I I enjoyed this. This was yeah, it was uh, a pretty great issue. It's hard to complain. Yeah, no solid nope. one shot. Uh, much like we said with the last two, it, it does what it needs to do. Uh, I think this maybe just went a step higher and just give it a little bit more of a. Well, yeah, again, like you said, we were already familiar with the Adam and with Fixin. Yeah. From different things, 
So it helps that like this felt fresh because we're learning about a new character. Hopefully, Killer Frost feels just as fresh, even though we we've gotten her a whole bunch now. And I think that's I think that's the most interesting one actually because they have to do something different with that issue for her. Yep. Well, she's also the most interesting in the sense that they've really been setting her up in the the event with like all these little moments of Superman and Batman. They're really setting her up to be this anti-hero. She's on par. Coming to the side. And when and when you think about her too, she is that level of of power, like of a Superman and Batman. Mm. So she should she, be, she beats the know, Justice League on her own essentially. Yeah. So yeah. exactly. But that, that's exactly why it can't just be another origin issue because we know who she is. We even had her origin in the the Suicide Squad backup. Yeah, yeah which is why it probably definitely won't be. And that'll be I almost that'll be cool. Yeah. I almost feel it's going to be a bridge issue between Justice League, Suicide Squad, and JLA. Probably. I think it will be set after the event. Joe, mm-hmm. do you know what I like though? Do you know what I think is really impressive? As I think all three of these so far, these one shots. Of all made me go, yeah, I want to see what happens to them next. I, I want to see more yeah. of their stories. So the fact that they're all teasing into this one book, yeah. that it's all of them yeah. together, and they can cycle through. They're, they're, maybe the focus, maybe it'll be like Detective, but the first arc is more Ray-focused. Yeah. Well, it more should Lobo, be a team so book, and where each of them get their their time in the spotlight for, for stuff, like Pete just said with Detective. You yeah. yeah. Alright, cool. That's uh, Just League of America, The Ray Rebirth, issue one. That'll take us on to Batman issue 15, Tom King writing Mitch Gerrards on art. This is the second half of the Rooftops 2 parter. And I don't know what Matt thought of this one, but I will say I love this again. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm expecting this to be a where nice. where opinions change. Oh, you're expecting Matt to change his tune? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, <not. laughs> no, of course okay. not. Uh, um. Okay, so this one, actually it starts off with this really cool thing where it's after they've had sex and they're on the roof and they're arguing about how they met and this is a really fun thing where it, it, she's arguing that it's one thing he's arguing that it's the other and one of them is the golden age origin of how Batman met Catwoman and the I'm other one yeah, and the other one is the Batman year one version of how they met it was on the street Yeah, and they're arguing about it and we see like art that's like mimicking the art styles of those, mm-hmm. those series and which that started to okay. throw me I was like what is going on here why why does it look old and then it dawned on me about <laughs> yeah. two seconds later. It's a really fun way of playing with the fact that it's changed a couple of times. Oh. Them yeah. like arguing which one was it. And I think the fact that at the end of the issue when Catwoman's leaving, she says to Alfred, uh, if you know, give him a message for me, tell him it was on the street, I was sure of it. I think that's them saying, no, your one's still the, the definitive yeah. well, how this started. But it, it plays with it. It really doesn't matter what the origin is. It doesn't, because but... It, it doesn't impact who they are now. Yeah, it's, it's saying it know? doesn't matter, but the fact that she says that at the end makes me feel like that's the, no, that's the one we lean towards, well, typically. Because that's the better, yeah. right? Like, yeah, not not to diss the, the 1930, 40s comics, but no, obviously but they're old. Again, <laughs> she was robbing a boat dressed as an old woman, <laughs> and it's like, it's it's golden age. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's fine, but it's not of the level that it would become, you know? Hmm. Aye. I feel like that was the bit of the book Matt enjoyed the most. Those two it, pages. Of it, it was probably. And then and then Holly shows up, and I wanted to throw my book across the the room. Why? I just I didn't like. You have this whole build through I am Bane of the the Kondok or the Kurok terrorists, and I killed them all, and that's why I have to betray you, and I gotta run, and nah, man, I'm just covering for my friend. Cause she's nuts. 
And I'm just like, oh my god, King, what are you doing, dude? He's doing he good. That's what he's doing. He's doing he the almost, right thing. He's doing he's good. He's making he it almost... so Catwoman didn't kill a hundred and whatever, however many people it was. But as far as everyone else is concerned, she did. So it doesn't matter. Batman knows she didn't, and that's what's important. And we don't she didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but how's he going to be like, how's he going to ever clear her name? He can't. Sure he can. He's Batman. He'll find a way. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Don't say that. <laughs> we'll just anger him. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure it'll be a way you can do it, but no, I, I thought this was beautiful again when she jumps off the rooftop at the start and those, those panels of Batman diving after her and it's like sunrise and the lights like oh, blooming. It's gorgeous, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so so pretty. Uh, so again, King playing with her philosophy, where he says it's late and she goes, it's how I know you're someone that, at night because it's early as far as I'm concerned." Yeah, yeah I think he says, "Ah, oh, it's how you know you're about always dumb. hanging upside down." Yeah, yeah. and. Uh, yeah, so he, he tracks down Holly, and I actually love to see the page where because he's, he's just asking for information, and she turns around and like slashes him in the throat, like super violent, and I'm like, oh man, this yep. is proper horror-esque stuff here. Yeah. It's got, of got course you Yeah, <laughs> and then Catwoman comes and catches him, and she's like, I'm, you're meant to catch me, you know, back, the, the bat catches yeah. the cat, not this way around. That was fun too. And like she that. saves him. And uh, yeah, it's just... It's just that a... was up there with Kite Man, hell yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> oh, I love Kate Man, hell yeah. That's the only thing. Like, no, I felt, no Kate you know, Man, I've had no problems with the way that he's writing them, but I felt like that's a genuine Catwoman Batman moment. That I'm, you're supposed to catch me. Yeah. Like, that That felt very, very real. Yeah. I, I was then, into it, and I, I liked the, the, the whole ambiguity at the end. Well, not ambiguity, but the, as she's leaving, and Alfred's like, oh, how will I find you? And she's like, well, eh, there's a lot of rooftops. I'm bound to be on one of them. It's kind of like, I'm always around kind of idea. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like, yeah, I don't have my own book right now, but I'll be, I'll be around here when you need it. She'll get one soon enough. I, I feel like right. her clearing her name may end up being the, the plot of the first arc of her book. But then she has to sell out her friend that she took the fall for to begin with. Well, I don't think she might not necessarily do it intentionally. I think she'll be after her, and then it'll just it'll lead to everyone uh, finding out. I hope. I just it doesn't match up with her being an extreme lockdown in Arkham, you know, like basically Batman was with the Suicide Squad, <laughs> you know, or she's in suspension because you can't get too close. Uh, oh, if you believe she'd killed one hundred and fifty people, you might treat her like that. That's just uh, I don't. King, he does, he, he gets this close and then he does something and I'm just like, yeah. Which makes sense because Grayson would do that sometimes too. But yeah. I feel like Seely would balance it out, you know, the other direction. Nah, King so. gets King gets just close enough and he, he gently yeah, steps know. onto it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what else I really loved in this issue. Uh, go on. Huh? When he goes and visits Gordon. Oh yeah, and Gordon's yes. uh, in, the, in the bathroom just yeah. talking to himself. Yeah, and he just, you just much. see him in the mirror. It's great. Yeah, it's a nice Batman entrance. Uh, who has a lot of great entrances, of course. Entrances and exits. Batman has a lot of good entrancing and exiting. That's that's what the trick of the trade is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's frozen for me. I'm just yeah, everyone froze for me for a second. Yeah. Me too, yeah. that's why I stopped talking. Yeah, just, Skype, so... Skype's just a mess, that's all that is. Uh, yeah. But I, I really enjoyed issue 15. It, it closed off this nice thing, and at the end, we get that nice moment after like Alfred's relayed the message. Batman's like, she stole the night. It's just a nice little thematic close to the to the issue. I, I love this two-part. This is probably my favourite two issues of the, the book. So, 
Do we know who's coming back for art on I Am Bane? Because this doesn't seem like it's enough time for Janice. It's, it's no. Finch is back for I Am Bane. Okay. Yeah. And then and we then have I believe the... it's a, we had two issues. Yeah, again? we have the we have the button. Finch is back for yeah. Bane. The then we have the button, which is two issues, and then Finch is back for a two issue thing after that, and, and then, then we get an like, arc with yeah. Janin. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, King said that in a tweet earlier this week because uh, gotcha. someone was asking when so, we get more Janin because obviously everyone wants yeah. to know. Yeah. So. Of course. So June, Janin's back in June is the answer. That's so long. <laughs> yeah, really... It's fine though, but we have we have the button to hold us over. That's I know, I'm, but, I'm but we're gonna go over. five months. Whatever, <laughs> stop focusing on the negative, focus on the positive. You red hood loving ginger. Well what I know is uh where's uh, Mitch Garrett's gonna pop up next? Somewhat more to Well he's still working on King's Virgo boat, right? Sheriff's Babylon. Is yeah. It? Oh. Yeah. Well actually, I mean, I'm gonna read that at some point. I'm sure I'll enjoy it when I do yeah. it. Let's, let's get him on another DC book soon, please. First, Thank you. First right. trade's out now. Thank Go you, Kane. Check it out. I might just do that. It's yeah. not a bad shout. That'll take us on. It's Superman issue 15. Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason writing and Ed Beans on art. And this continued where we left off last time. Uh, Superman's joined up I think, with this. I think it's Bennis, Pete. Bennis? Okay. Yeah. I've uh, said uh, Beans uh, before. You never corrected me then. Well, I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> I do that sometimes. I just kind of zone yeah. out while the intros. Uh, yeah. Superman's with us. A lot of team of Superman who often do the different multiverse and whatnot. And mm-hmm. the Superman's plan is to collect all the Supermen in this issue and get them all in one place. But then at the end of the issue, he sort of puts them all in one place, but he stays behind to take on Prophecy, who's the villain who's trying to track them all down. And yep. at least to probably my favourite moment of the issue... When Prophecy shows up, he's like, wait a minute, where have they all gone? Who are you? And he's like, I am Superman. Like, It's a badass line. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, they're all Superman. I'm Superman. I'm Superman. Yeah. Well, and, and the way that he tricks them, too. He's like, we're going to get them all in the right spot because he has, you know, 15 of 52. And there's that number again. Superman. And Superman's like, trust me on this. I'll call you when I'm ready to, for the trap to go. Yeah. When, you know, he's... There's no chat. Because the main mystery is how come he went after uh, Keenan Kong and not Superman. Or even Supergirl DC or Superwoman or any, any of those right. super people. So, and we still don't know what Prophecy's actual plan is, which kind of disappointed it's not Brainiac, unless he's a version of Brainiac, you know? Um, but yeah. Because we, we saw him drain Captain Carrot of his superness. And he's just a regular bunny again. Well, yeah, but surely he can show. just eat one of his carrots and regain his... Yeah, I'm not... Again, I just don't know what Prophecy's plan is. It's clearly he's siphoning the power from the Superman. Yeah, so. that's true. But we get the Justice League of Assassins, which was weird. Which I almost feel like... Don't show this to Warner Brothers. Like, <laughs> Give them ideas. ideas. I yeah. think they were from one of the Earths Morrison didn't tell us about as well because you know in, yeah. in Mulversity there was a few that were like mystery like we don't know what's yeah. here I think yeah. this was one of those because I don't recall them at all yeah that makes no some sense. but but they all look like Call of Duty players you know just Justice League versions and uh, I thought it was even cool that their Superman of that world is still kind of like the good-hearted version even in a world of assassins where they're the heroes he has his innate powers, and that sets him apart, and he chose to lead. So I thought that was a cool thing. And, and that 
that was the only Earth that took out all the Harvester guys. I forget their names. Um, which got Prophecy involved for the first time. So I thought that was cool too. So Tomasi's moving the story along, like, not quickly, but definitely it's not taking as long as I thought. It's pretty, steadily, isn't it? It's pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, I will say mm-hmm. this, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but I'm kind of glad mm-hmm. it seems like he's gotten the multiverse just traveling around out the way and it's just down to superman and yeah. prophecy hero and villain yeah that said i'm glad that he's able to pick up morrison's threads from multiverse because they can be pretty heady but the fact that tomasi can pick them up and write a whole story and create something like the justice league of assassins that fits in just as well yeah that that's pretty cool like it's good on their part him and gleason so I'm trying i'm trying not to to over bias it because I'm just loving that Superman's really fun to read right now. So, it, it is a great book, isn't it? It's it's yeah. hard to argue with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, um, I I enjoyed this show. I mean, I I don't think I'm loving this arc as much as you two are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another just... thing. So not only do I love Booster Gold and Legion and all that, I love alternate versions of heroes. So I've always wanted a DC version of like Exiles, which was this Marvel book where plucked people from different Earths and they had to travel around and and save the multiverse there. Hmm. And I feel like I'm getting that itch scratched here with this, you know. See, I think I, I, I think I would enjoy that a fair bit if I actually had a book focusing on that team. Whereas here, they're still kind of yeah. just characters who but, I barely know. Like, I feel like they, they could yeah. easily have a book. Like you could give them a book after yeah, this. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because they've got the they've got the Aria worlds and you, you just sit there and it's like, alright. I, I love things. I love yeah. alternate universe stories. I just so, some of the ones like this, sometimes DC will do this where they'll have these stories where oh we'll quickly see all these different worlds, but we won't really get mm-hmm. to know anyone on them or we you know, they're, right. they're just simple concepts rather than full fleshed out things. I think I think this is where reading multiversity helps where because a lot of these yeah. characters had their own issue entirely i've read three issues yeah. of multiversity yeah. oh there you go Get in there. um yeah. it's been over a week since i read issue read issue three i which one's issue three uh, yeah. was, <laughs> that, that was a, that was a teenager one issue yeah. two was yeah, the okay. that was the uh, the justice one. society kind of one yeah yeah that was that one yeah you had fate and abinzer yeah um there's things I like in it, there's things I don't like in it. It's, uh, it's a mixed bag. It sounds like a Morrison book. Oh, Matt. Matt, <laughs> Matt. Brainiacing. Um, but, yeah, so I'm kind of, like, uh, like, I'm liking it, but it's definitely probably my, just because of what the focus is, it's my least favourite arc of Superman so far. Yeah, but we got that great moment. I think we on that moment at the end when he's like, I'm oh. Superman. That is fantastic. I love that. That is our Superman. Like, this is, yeah. you know... Clark Interestingly, Kent. I'd say this this could be like one of my favorite arcs at the minute. Like I'm yeah. really mm-hmm. digging what it's doing. But then I think what's coming up, it's like oh, it's not going to stay favorite for well, long. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, because we had that that blue speech bubble in the rebirth issue. Remember, like you're you're different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and we all thought it was Manhattan, but if it was this prophecy guy, what does he have to do with all this? How does he fit in with Mister Oz? It just plays into the bigger Superman story that's being told i don't know if he plays in with them maybe it's just a simple case of uh he's been told hands off by yeah oz or manhattan's like no no he's off limits yeah. you can't take him yeah. kind of thing i don't know yeah that oh, well, that's what i mean that's what i want yeah. to know where it goes into because again 10 years is missing 
and he's not supposed to be there because the other Clark Kent's there. Yeah. So, you know. All right. Weird. Uh, that's Superman. That'll take us on to Trinity issue four. Francis Manipal is the only name on the cover. Uh, so <laughs> feels give, good to have that back, doesn't it? Yes, it, yes, it does. And and it's a poison ivy centered. I know. Issue. I know. Oh, it's like he wrote it just for me. So like a lot is revealed about what's going on in this issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we find out they're actually in. Mongol, obviously Mongol popped up at the end of the last issue, but we find yeah. out in this one that Mong, it's actually Mongol's world, his dream nightmare world that they're in. And He's essentially Freddy Krueger, but scarier somehow. If you want to put it that way, sure. <laughs> and the Black Mercy gave him a child, the White Mercy, who then helped him create everything in this world. And then Poison Ivy, because she's connected to the green, ended up inside the world. And that's how Mongol learned that he wasn't in a real place. He was living in a, a fabrication world. created well, by Black Well, because they Mercy. even mention in a little editor's caption that the last time Mongol was seen, he was buried under Black Mercy. Yeah, which I, I have no idea when that was, where it was from, but... I don't know, but that's I'll, all I needed to know. I don't remember it either. Yeah, take it, I'll take your word for it. It's been a while. Yeah. And so it makes sense that he's like I think like they consumed his body, right? And so now the, all he's left is the stream world. And he wants to get back I to think so, yeah, yeah, maybe. physical. Although, I mean, that's how I read it, anyways. Part of me thinks though we might just cut to a shot like some random planet in space yeah, where he him. just breaks out of Black Mercy. He's just yeah. like, yes, I'm awake now. <laughs> yeah, uh, they happen. do that. That moment's gonna be awesome. But yeah, so so they're using Ivy. The, the kids tricked Ivy into thinking that the kid has a connection. White Mercy has a connection okay. to Ivy. So Ivy's doing all this to drain power from the characters who she doesn't know are Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. She's like, oh, right. your husband and the woman and the billionaire. and Because yeah. the, the White Mercy's told her to do this and they're draining power from them so that the White Mercy can come yeah. out of the real world. He can use their bodies as a conduit to exist. Well, and that's because Superman processes sun as energy like a plant and so if they can you know basically they're personifying black mercy as it is you know and yeah. through superman can be given form but we see at the end there that uh, it's all three of them are are basically being puppeted by white mercy yeah that's yeah. our that's our uh, cliffhanger page it's all three of them and next issue is the final issue of the arc i believe Yep. So we're gearing up for the final. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of fun action in the, the actual dream world though where they're fighting Mongols. A lot of nice big two page spreads of all three of the heroes trying to like get in punches and stuff. Also yeah. the little Mongol baby with the big axe. That cracked me up. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, because of course in Mongols world this is how things operate. Yeah. Like, it's the owner of War World. I also like that um, it really gave us Ivy's motivation for all this, mm-hmm. and it played a lot into the the mini that we just had. Cycle of life and death. Yeah, yeah. They, they brought which, that up in there, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you guys read that? Yes, I did. I did. Poison yeah. Ivy. What'd you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I read it too. It was pretty <laughs> yeah. good, actually. It wasn't like yeah. amazing, but it was solid. Oh yeah, it was, and it did give you insight to her that she still is a scientist, and she really only does things to forward her own goals. Like she's not like one of these grandiose villains that wants to take over the world. In so much as like she wants to cleanse the world, yeah. She, she cares like genuinely about life. wants to do good. Make yeah, she wants to do good, but she just goes through fight. it about in yeah. bad means. Yeah, and here it picked up on that thread there um, that she created three children through mm. you know plant life modification, but being that they're plant based, they age too quick. Yeah. So by the end of that mini, they're ready to go off basically to college and leaves her alone again. 
So in this dream, it reaches out to her with another child and motivates her. So of course she can manipulate the Black Mercy and you know get get them to where they need to be. But she's uh, but been tricked thought... essentially because she's she's exactly. a little bit Mongol. I mean that's yeah. made quite clear. I think uh, that the oh, baby yeah. is manipulating her. The White Mercy's. Right. controlling her so that she'll do it or it's bidding and that's what yeah. and I love the exchange between her and Lois about motherhood and then that's what kind of drives her to free John you know from the Black Mercy grip mm. that she put yeah. him in, in the last one I will I will make a criticism about the arc though overall I do uh-huh. feel like we had three issues in a row where it was like one was in Dream Gotham one was in Dream Smallville one was in Dream Themyscira I do feel like we went those three issues Without any hints of what was really going on, and I could have used a bit more of a breadcrumb yeah. throughout, just to just to tie the arc together, because it feels like it was just three individual issues of this dreaming. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, now we're it's almost the same problem that Connor had with the event, where oh, now we know Eclipse was the one behind it all. Yeah, and I feel, I feel like I don't need to know that it was White Mercy, and it was, but I feel like there should have been hints of the kids been around or something. Or, to, or Mongol, even yeah. you know, yeah, just something to kind tie of. it together. As an it's arc. one of those things that I think will work better on a reread, whereas. With the the event, I still think that even on a reread, we'll have the same problem because he doesn't show up till then. Whereas in this, it, it very clearly says that the kid was in the dreams, just in forms yeah. we didn't realize. So on yeah. a reread, it might read differently in yeah. that sense. It, it might, yeah, it might read better than trade in that sense. But uh, that that'd be more in criticism. Obviously, I enjoyed the issue. It was beautiful to look at. It and that that art, man. I got a yeah. page in. I was like, huh. <sighs> Yeah. Oh, man, and how good was it seeing favorites. all the different Superman costumes? Oh, so good. Dead. <laughs> well, yeah, sure. Oh, but it was it, it was Manipal giving himself an excuse to draw as many as he could fit oh. on a page. Yeah. Well, just oh, on, just just to, just to explain for people who haven't yeah. actually looked at the book, the, what we're talking about here is there's a panel where Mongols explaining what he was doing in the stream world before the the kid mm. came along. And he's basically just been killing different versions of Superman over and over again. So we see him sitting in a throne, surrounded by all these dead Supermen. And, you know, one's the Golden Age Superman, one's like, you know... Kingdom Come Superman, Kingdom Come, Soviet yeah. Superman. One's post-crisis, Red Pants, one's, yeah. you know, all different kinds. Yeah. So. But, and it, the, he draws him, like, in the 80s, Mongol sitting on that throne, too. Mm. So it looks like uh, Mongol from For the Man Who Has Everything. With the Black Mercy, which is a nice shout out, which again, that's my favorite Superman story. Yeah, it's a Black and, Mercy story, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it was nice seeing that tied in. And I hope we get a Mongol burn moment, but maybe not from Superman. Maybe it's from John, like you know. Ah, hmm. uh, I had nothing else. I just, I can't, <laughs> that that just paralyzed me. The thought of that. If he, he, that. He's he's burned out there in love. That's that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I saw this. I think it, it finally brought things together. Like I say, that it was while I was enjoying the previous like three issues. This kind of finally brought everything together. Where I'm like, okay, I know what this is about, and I know what the, the focus yep. is, and I'm glad to see Mongo. I'm glad to see the motivation for Ivy's really good. Actually, the way that she's been manipulated. I like all that. Yeah. Uh, so, especially especially since it's kind of like it's essentially just doing what it always does. It's tricking Ivy into thinking this dream thing is a real thing that she can help. Yep. Just a, it's a slightly different Which, way, but it's the same idea. Essentially. Yeah. Which again what plays off of her wanting to do good but going about it in a bad way. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just Manipal gets it, and I'm glad because for the longest time I thought he was one of those those artists that wanted to tell stories. He would just have a really good storytelling partner, like when he was working with Bucciolato on yeah. Detective and Flash. Flash. 
but here he's really standing out. He's, and, he's proven you know, that he he knows exactly what he's doing. Exactly. So yeah. he's one of those rare cool. creative forces that can actually mm-hmm. do both. Gosh. And when him and John's come back together now, and they can share story points, and tell like the ultimate Matt favorite story, that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> might as well, we might as well stop this podcast at that yeah. point because <laughs> Matt's never that's gonna have anything better. No. Uh, no, we need to keep going after that point because we have to get to the point where he accepts Batman as his Lord and Savior. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, good luck, Pete. Oh, Let's move on. Let's move on to Justice League issue 13, written by Tim Seeley, art by Scott Eaton. And me and Connor read this. I was tricked. Yeah, (laughs) well, I'm going to put an apology. At the end of the last issue, when we were going through what was out, I Uh questioned if this was another Seeley guest issue. And I went and checked the previews list with the solicit, and it told me it was Hitch. And I was like, okay, it it was clearly solicitor's Hitch. At some point, this changed, and I didn't know. It did change, yeah. yes. Uh, but to be fair, though, you'd been reading Justice League anyway, so you were going to... I was going to read it anyway. Yeah, but... you'd have stumbled See, into I, it. And I haven't been, so... Yeah, but I, I apologize to anyone who didn't read this because I said it was a... It was Hitch. Like Hit the Matt. button, Yeah. Yeah. I'm hitting the button. Button's hit. <laughs> no. That's, that's your penance. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, so this is, this is a silly issue, and it focuses on Steve Trevor, and the idea is, it even tells you at the start, don't read any further if you've not read this week's event issue. It literally goes one panel, and then warns you. Yeah. Nice! And basically what it is, is, so all, all the, uh, the Eclipso stuff is affecting the regular people. It's essentially a zombie apocalypse issue, with all the people turning the Eclipso oh, yeah. crazy. Yeah. We forgot to mention that in Justice League vs. Suicide Squad, he looks out uh, from the White House, and is like, chaos, look, Waller. Yeah everything's peaceful this is how it should be and what was like yeah whatever you're on man cause it's crazy out there <laughs> yeah. so this so, is basically a side of that because yeah. he's in washington and everything's going off and it's basically all about him trying to get home to his uh his like his sister, sister. and their kid his kids like you know his family's visiting and he has to go and he's wanting and to go and protect yeah. them so he it's basically him trying to get across and he's, he's running outside he's trying to get, and he keeps getting run into other people who are infected and they try and like grab him and stuff and it's it's basically a zombie apocalypse issue. I don't even know how to... And it all builds up to the ending where the idea is that he couldn't be taken immediately because he's too strong, but this everything that's happening is breaking him down, and at the end of the issue, he gets taken over and he's Eclipso Steve. Yeah, that's and, and the trick is that everything is okay. Like, yeah. That's how they trick him. Like The same thing that, that Max Lord sees. Yeah. He kind of sees the same where the sun comes up and he goes, and his family looks like they're okay. And he's he relaxes and he lets his guard down, and then that's it. He's gone. Yeah. I gotta read this now. <laughs> it's does really it good. feel like Steve from Wonder Woman, or does it feel like Steve from Johns of Justice League? Uh, a bit of a mix. He, re- he references being okay. the ambassador to the Justice League, so it definitely feels in continuity with that. But but then yeah, he yeah. has a he has a specific moment with Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, because he sees Wonder Woman like you know evil, you know, controlled right. Wonder Woman, and it's. You know, conf- conflicting form. I I like this issue. It's kind of the thing where I think it's enjoyable. It's a good a good tie in because it does it fills in more of that. Or oh, Washington's in chaos because all these people are being right. crazy. It yeah. gives you more of that, so it feels like it's actually happening in the world, and it's not just one shot of you know the, the White House lawn. Yeah, and, it's, it's when tie ins really work, isn't yeah. it? Where they give you a snapshot into it and the the effects yeah. in the wide universe. Just sometimes they overdo it a bit. And Steve's uh, obviously a good character to focus on in this issue. 
Um, I don't think it was the most amazing thing ever, but I think it was a solid and enjoyable read. It gave you a little bit of that, that taste of the rest of the world, and does about it. Yeah. Yeah. So... I have nothing else to say. That was a, that was a quick one. That's just a sleek issue thirteen. Mm. Uh, that'll take us on to Nightwing issue thirteen, which is written by Tim Seeley again, with art by Marcus Toe. And after the last issue, Nightwing uh, realizes the next target of the the killer is the mayor. Yep. So Nightwing rushes off to try and save the mayor, as well as the the person who's killing, who's been framing all the other people, because we saw him in the, the Red Devil mask, which is one of the other characters, uh, one of yep. the runaways, and when we actually eventually see him at the mayor's office and he's trying to kill him, he's got like a belt with masks of all the different runaways, he's got one of Nightwing, he's got one of Defacer. But they're not good masks, they're like the plastic... Oh yeah, they're crappy, yeah. yeah. Old school, yeah, plastic like old school Halloween masks. Yeah. You know? Uh, and of course... Shocking as all, Mr. Nice is the killer. <laughs> Which we've been saying since the day we seen him. The first panel where he's like, hey, I'm Mr. Nice, you're the bad guy. No, you're not. No, <laughs> no one with that name is, is a good guy. You're yeah. the bad guy, the end. Uh, not that I minded, because he's a, he seems to be a completely raving lunatic, and that's uh, always fun. It's, it's kind of like my whole thing with this whole arc of Nightwing. Everything's kind of, yeah, this is what I expect. But that's okay. It's solid. It's well done. I am. I'm enjoying it. I, what I'm really liking about it is I'm liking it's building up his supporting cast with these uh, yeah. runaways and the detective uh, Zvoboda. Who I mean, the end of this show after he saves the the mayor and he runs off. The facer shows up who was in custody and rescues Nightwing and takes him to an alleyway. And Zvoboda. 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 Someone check him. He's having a seizure. <laughs> Zvoboda. <laughs> so hey, it's a hard name to say. All right. Zvoboda. 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 It's not that hard. Zvoboda. <laughs> Zvoboda. Anyway. I like that she's basically his anti-Gordon at yeah. this point to where, you know, well, she doesn't we trust him, him yet. in, but... Yeah. She, she doesn't trust but, him yet. So she gets the facial yeah. to lure him to this alley where she's there with a gun and that's a cliff fire. And, but I like this. I like that we're building up his relationships with main people in the city. So we've got the mayor as a character. We've got the tourism person as a character. Yeah. We've got this cop who's going to be the main detective who speaks to him, no doubt. And I also got... love how she's just stood there like with, with a cigar in her yeah. mouth yeah. While, while she's got this gun at his head. She's, yeah. she's kind of Bullock-esque because she's yeah. Yeah. She's, know, she's Lady like Bullock. That. Lady, yeah. Lady Bullock. I'm going to call that now. It's easier than Zavoboda. They should meet up and uh, get, get get a coffee. Yeah. Oh, whiskey. They don't drink coffee. They drink whiskey. Well, <laughs> well, I just no, say they coffee drink coffee, coffee with whiskey in about. it. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. But, uh, no, I like that. I, I like the team of Runaways. I will say, though, there's one of the characters, one of the Runaways is called Giz, but every time I see it, I, I have to He's laugh because I, I keep I keep reading Jizz and it makes me laugh every time and I know it's a hard G I know it is because he because he's good with the gadgets so it's Gizmo kind of thing but it's like the GIF versus GIF argument but which is GIF worse. it's not a soft G you but people you know are what? wrong I agree I say GIF as well but the creator right. of it says GIF he's wrong yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he's not a linguist Connor Stop. this is like the the, the the toilet roll argument like under or over and then there was oh, the pant that solved it's it it's graphic interface like not giraffic you know what I mean <laughs> what <laughs> giraffic park Matt is that the yeah. <laughs> it is now <laughs> cut that out we're gonna make millions <laughs> but look anyways it's a hard G but that I, I also love that there's a squirrel that's part of this team 
Yeah, it's or a chipmunk, whatever he is. Like I can see this. This is going to end up being like Nightwing's Outsiders kind of thing, where he's, he's in a bind. He has a little team that he can call upon who'll show up and help him. Oh, and like I want to see more him and Stallion because clearly Stallion has issues that we've seen in other. Mm. And like I would love an issue of just those two like talking and him helping him out in that way because it's kind of what I mean, Nightwing I, does. I, I do want that, but I do want an entire issue just with Gooba the Squirrel. Yeah, I do too. Mm. What does Goober do on the off days? Like <laughs> a day in the life of Goober. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny. That leads on to one of the other books coming up. Uh, but we do. <laughs> so yeah, I've pretty much been over the plot. You know, Nightwing shows up and Mister Nice is there. Some fun art and action as he's jumping through the window and there's like diving out of the window and everything in between. It also seems like Mister Nice is uh, almost kind of like a, a split personality type deal. Because he's like unhinged yeah. when, when he unmasks him, so that's a nice twist. Yeah, uh, uh, no, I, I think it's cool. I, I I like the crappy masks and all that, isn't it? Nice and a be- touch. A better cover than last time, right? Yeah, there's no, no sexual assault of Nightwing on the front cover, <laughs> well, which is nice. Yeah, there is not. <laughs> that's nice. So that's cool. That'll uh, take us on to Green Arrow issue 15, Benjamin Percy writing, and we've got Johnny Faria back on the art, and. Holy crap, the action sequence with the car chase in this is like one of the best action sequences in a comic yep. book in a long time. I, I love gorgeous. this entire it's, issue. I love the whole so thing as well. Right here, yeah, did the train issue, right? He did, with yes. The action sequences. Yeah, Because yeah. the layouts good. are Do you know what I not love the same, about the layouts. But they have the same one. feel. There's something really clever about the layouts. Well, obviously, most of the stuff is to do with the prison. Yeah. And Instead of just splitting into boxes, it's all in bar, like prison bars. Yeah. Well, actually, and it overlays let, on top of the prison. Let me just well. uh, recap what the what's going on in the issue. So, Oliver's pissed about everything that's went down with the Dark Archer, and he's having a bit of a crisis. We get this gorgeous uh, page of uh, Canary like caressing him because he's he's punching the mirror and he's really pissed. We get this great double page yeah. spread of all the panels, and then she comes into the room and we just turn the page and it's a single page uh, splash of her holding him on the floor and it's just gorgeous but then oh, yeah. while this is going on uh, the Vice Squad which is the team of like sort of corrupt cops sort of decide that to take the law into yeah. on their own hands like a SWAT team go into the prison and start shooting people up the prison guards like proper heroes actually decide to take out their guns and try and hold them off and yeah. you know Diggle comes in and is like right we need to go to the prison something's going down and it's actually they all the the, the vice squad leave the prison and they're in, they've got an armored car and they're shooting out the back and that's when like Canary jumps down onto the front and like uses her screaming power into the into the car and then Arrow's yeah. chasing after them it's just everything about it is great there's motion all over the place the police cars are all chasing them Arrow's jumping through the air Canary's jumping through the air all of it yeah. so much motion it's gorgeous yeah momentum it is just incredible yeah. Uh, and then the issue ends, of course, with basically the Vice Squad's yeah. about to shoot Ollie. It looks like all, all hope is lost, and an arrow goes through his through the guy's arm, and then they run off. And Kennedy's like, "Wait, was that Dark Archer? Why is he helping?" It's like, "No, it's not him." And then we cut to the final page reveal of Emmy's back, and she says, "Call me Red Arrow." Oh. There's yeah. there's so much resolution to threads in this one. Obviously, uh, you have Sergeant Notting. In the Vice yep. Squad. Yeah. And that's been going a while. Emmy's been gone a while, so this is coming back nicely. I mean, we knew she, we knew she was coming back, but it was such a long time ago now that we had that two-issue arc yep. in Japan. Yeah, it was a while. Yeah. It's been even longer since she was with the, the gang. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it, it uh, that was before the island the stuff. Cause... Yeah. Yeah, that was the f- back in the first arc. 
Aye, aye, when she was with them, but the, the two the two part with the yeah, Japanese the was after, was after that. But yeah. that was a that was a different one where you got her, but you didn't have her interacting with. I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying that it's been that long since we've even seen her. It was that two yeah. that was that two part. But the fact that she's wanting to be called Red Arrow, like that's that's her also saying like I'm willing to join you, Ollie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost want another issue now of like oh what's been going on in that time since the last two issues that yeah. that's led to this. Well, she's clearly been in just like a basement somewhere, like sewing her costumes. Like right, I get my red fabric. Need to be nice and red. Need to paint all my arrows so they're all red. Yeah. Where's my bow? Paint that red. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I'd, I'd take it's... an issue of watching her do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I turned that page and I was just like, yes. Because there was a second where I was wondering if it was Roy, because obviously we know Roy's coming at some yeah, point. me too. So I was like, yeah. oh, maybe it's him, because you see the the red arrow. And then, nope, nope, it's cool. Nah, because it's the new red arrow. It's well, uh, Now, if DC's listening, all I need is Emmy talking with Damien. Once we get that... Then... Hey, we, she... we need her on the Teen Titans. Yeah, she might join the Teen Titans. That that could be a thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like those two would hit it off and they would have like this love-hate thing where I'm not listening to you. Well, I'm not listening to you. Team, come Hon- with me. Honestly, you know? this is perfect for Damien's first romance. <laughs> like, yeah. get, 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 yeah. Him and Emmy. Come on, let's get it going. Let's do yeah. that. Uh, no, I, I, I can't say enough good things about this issue. I think the, the emotion when Oliver's pissed and then uh, Canary like, comforts him is fantastic. The action scenes are all fantastic. There's so much momentum and speed and motion and all of it. It was like it's it's almost weird to say this was an exciting read, but it was exciting. Like the way it flowed, no, it the double page spread. There's it, that there's that two page spread in the prison where he's not he's getting thrown out all the gas grenades and he's mm. just walking through the middle and it's just he's got such presence. Ah, it's so going. menacing. Yeah, yeah. it's menacing. Yeah. Uh, and then of course the ending's the the big thing. And I, I don't even know what. Uh, I actually think as as great as the ending page is, the great as that turn. Oh crap! It's Emmy Red Arrow. I think the 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 turn of the to the page of uh, Canary holding an Ollie in the floor. I, I I like even more than that, just because it was oh, gorgeous and it was so yeah. emotional. I just yeah. Yeah. I it was a it was an incredible issue all round. It was. It was. Uh, I, it, it might be my favorite one yet. Hmm. Uh, but we'll see how how much we. We jump on board with that when we get to the rankings at the end of the end of the episode. Oh. So mm. that's uh, that's Green Arrow. That'll take us on to Green Lanterns issue fifteen. Sam Humphrey's writing and Miguel Mendonca Mendonca. I feel like Mendonca's Mendonca. Mendonca. Yeah, yeah. Ch- I do it as a ch- yeah. yeah, ch. That makes more sense. Mendonca. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> Green Green Lanterns fifteen. This is uh, a Jessica focused issue. That deals with her anxiety, and it's called a day in the life of uh, Jessica. And we see her wake up, uh, the struggle she goes through at the day. There's some really fun stuff with her, like the Justice League call them into action because they're about to get pancakes or whatever. And she's like, "Oh no, it's time to go and save people." And there's a great moment where everyone else is busy, and there's a submarine for some reason in the sky. It's- well, because they're fighting this big gold monster. Yeah. Well, and- I don't. I don't think that's. The- I think that's kind of the point, though. It doesn't actually matter why it's there. The point is, is we get to this moment. Oh where- yeah. Oh yeah, but you can see him holding it, and then holding they- it, and he throws yeah. it. him, and he drops it. Yeah. But what, it yeah, but what I'm saying is, is, the monster isn't important. Like why who he is, why he's well, there. Yeah, all yeah, that's yeah, important to why the submarine's there. <laughs> you but know, like, but the submarine's in the sky. It's going to fall on a building, and like you know. Batman or whoever shouting out, "Hey, Superman! Yeah. Someone catch it!" And it cuts and it, t- it cuts. It turns the page, yeah. and you have Jessica doing what she can with her, her ring, with trying her to ring. hold. And she holds it long enough that Superman and Wonder Woman yep. can come and grab it eventually. But 
it's a great big moment for her, but the whole point of the issue is that she can do that whilst fighting through her anxiety, but then something small later on can set her off, and she gets scared with this goofy, cowboy-esque villain. The gambler. The gambler, that's him. <laughs> because the he's got a the fantastic the monocle. Yeah, he's got a silly yeah. uh, like uh, belt buckle and accent, and it's she says it's the smallest things that set you off, and she has a bit of a... She freezes. Well, it reminds her of her tragic... What, what set her off into not coming out of her room for a year. You know, it was something along these lines that ended up with her friends dying. And that that's what she can't deal with. Yeah. And but it, but I, the punch I, is brings, I, though, it's, it's, it's the small details. It's not the big, earth-shattering, world-ending no. stuff that sets her off. It's the small things. And yeah. I, I think that's a... I think that's a... I mean, I've never suffered from anxiety, but it seems like uh, authentic... Yep. I, so going going through Reddit, someone posted a, like a thank you to to Sam Humphreys hmm. about you know addressing this and showing giving it a face basically that it's not like what you see in the movies to when someone has a panic attack and they can't breathe. It it is the little things that can set you off, and the best way to deal with it is through understanding and having friends and family I, just be there for you. Joe, and that's think- what I like. Joe, I think, shows oh, that really fine. well, actually, in the real world. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of celebrities who suffer from anxiety, but you never know it from, like... Uh, Stephen Fry is a good example. He does lots of TV shows yeah. where he's the presenter in front of an audience, and he's carrying a mm-hmm. show, and he does that as if it's there's no care in the world. But then you mm-hmm. find out he suffers from depression and anxiety, and, you, right. and it's like, well, but you, you go in front he of an can... audience of hundreds of people and on TV and live, and you do all this, and none yeah. of that bothers you. But obviously it's the smaller things in the personal life that actually... Cause these issues. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's that's the double-edged blade of anxiety. Mm. Is it's not always the big thing, just like with Jessica and Simon coming to her house for pancakes, which is kind of apologizing yeah, for being a jerk. That's how. That's know, how sorry, it ends. I didn't realize it. He shows yeah. up at the house, uh, breaking and entering. Quite frankly, he's basically a per- crazy, perverted criminal. Is what it is. Because she even points it out that you're seeing me in my jammies right now. He's like, ah, he's a pervert. He snuck in because he wants to see you in your pajamas. You know, to be fair, she has a ring on. She could just go, yeah. all right, I'll, I'll uniform up if she, if she really yeah. wanted it to be. And she doesn't. She's but like, that was, again, that, that's her, to me, that was showing that she's vulnerable. Is yeah. I'm coming oh, yeah. out and presenting myself before I'm ready because you're here for me. Oh, yeah. I, then I, I, I was just cracking that, a joke about the breaking and entering. No, <laughs> no, I know. I also think it was a step further as well, where she could put her her uniform on because he's sat there in his, but she yeah. doesn't. It's like no, it's fine. You can you can see me like this. It's like acceptance. I also like yeah, yeah, yeah. The idea that they're superheroes, but they still meet up on the weekends for pancakes. Like again, that's that's Humphrey's humanizing the Green Lantern Corps more than I think we've had it in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, I think it works especially for these two because they are like just typical like cop partners. Yeah, like, like, like that's kind of what this is. Yeah, this, this exactly. is actually my. If it's not my favorite issue so far, it's tied with the it's cookies issue, and the cookies and the trick or treating. Yeah. And, and it's funny because typically you would see these as the more filler issues versus the, the arcs with the the superheroes and the end of the world stakes mm-hmm. and all that. But for me, this book is much more interesting when it is the personal stuff in between, and it is these downbeat yeah. issues. Because even though there is catching a submarine. And whatever else in this issue, that's yeah. not the focus. The focus is what Jessica is going through in this day, and then him showing up at the end is really sweet. And it is, oh, I kind of yep. get it. I can help in different ways, but you know, I don't have to do this. You don't have to do this alone. And she even realizes that herself. I don't have to do this alone. I don't have to suffer alone. Um, 
and it's, it's really sweet and we get that funny moment as well when the, the gambler's about to punch Simon from behind after Jessica's flown off and you know in her anxiety <laughs> attack and si- like he's sneaking up behind Simon and Simon just punches him without looking with the green lantern it's that ring. the extendable boxing yeah glove. yeah from, from yeah. behind him and yeah. he's just like not today dude and it's just yeah. it's a really funny moment so it is and then as they're eating pancakes something huge happens we yeah right? we get the cliffhanger at the end of this show which they set up the next uh-huh. arc which is Batman calls him. Batman actually is impressed that Jessica was able to handle herself in the uh, Justice League. Because this is what the, fun, the one funny thing about the them being on the Justice League, and we often hear about her talking about how oh the Flash sees me as this, Superman seems nice, mm-hmm. but Batman's always. I mean, imagine Batman's probably a really cold guy he's to distant. new people. Yeah, he's just yeah. really cagey. But he's like, oh no, I'm impressed with uh, how that happened. I need help that maybe only you guys can help me with. So come to Gotham. And he says, I'll leave the light on for you. And you see the bat signals on. Uh, which yeah, is really cool. I like how he says the, the way you handle fear. So I'm assuming we've got some sort of scarecrow, scarecrow. arc. Maybe, yeah. Which I'm down for because yep. lanterns and scarecrow just go together, don't they? And what I like about it yes, is that it's, uh, it's going to presumably going to be smaller because it's in Gotham with a Batman villain of some kind. You know, it might be a little yeah. bit smaller. And it's called and it's called Darkest Nights, I believe is the it next is. arc. K and I. Yeah, it was a K, obviously. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it and. It plays it like, oh yeah, look, is Batman, but at the same time, I actually think it's a really good idea for an arc. Oh, it yeah. is, yeah. Well, I like too that Batman has showed up here, like when Phantom Lantern attacked, and he's watching it from the Batcave, and he's just, you know, criticizing Simon, like, don't argue with a crazy person in public, because people will start to question which one's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, but he yeah, has a lot so... of experience with crazy villains. Exactly. Yeah. So it's been seeded out, and I like that, and... You know, he, I think, his validation, I think, is needed for Jessica, at least. Yeah. Because, you know, he's that, the one that's keeping them at that, arm's that, distance. Yeah, that'll be a big thing for her, actually. If, if Batman turns around and says, good job at some point, or, you know, yeah. uh, that'll yeah. be a big deal to her. And, uh, again, it was funny when Simon's like, oh, not again, pancakes, pancakes, we get pancakes yeah. to eat. I I understand that pain. You don't like cold <laughs> pancakes. Yeah. You know, yeah. you want them fresh. But no, it was a really touching issue, uh, focused on Jessica, uh, funny moments, and set up the next arc really well. So no, I I like this issue a lot. So uh, what what a change from that first arc where we were kind of putting this at the bottom. I know, right? Every week. We were like, oh, I kind of want to drop this, but the next arc sounds better. Yeah. I feel like and... he just had to get that red core stuff out of the system, establish it. Now he can kind of do what he wants. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. it, it's got to come back at some point, but I'm hoping by the time it does, yeah. we'll be so invested that it'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm already halfway there with Jessica, at least. I would like some more... We do need Simon. some more Simon, I think. Yeah. But I like Jessica more anyway, so I'm kind of okay with her getting a bit more focus. Yeah. I agree, but I feel like they've got... If they want it to play as a as a buddy book, they've got to build up him as well at some point they, soon-ish. They do, but at the same time, I feel like I got just as much... For Simon in this issue because he did make the well, so he's, because he realized and because he showed up yeah it gives a, yeah. does a lot to his character as well so gruff and he's so always has his guard up and you know the fact that he can soften it enough and actually be there for yeah is is, is great but I agree I want to see more of him that's not just his family I want to see him like with Agent Fed again yeah I want to see him dealing with like obviously this is Jessica and her problems I want to see yeah. Simon dealing with his yep because he wears that mask, right? Like she wears the uh, Green Lantern symbol over the eye, 
Yeah. But he has a full-on mask, which no other Green Lantern really does. So he still has trust issues, clearly, you know. Mm. But um, good reason. <laughs> so I like to see him deal with those. Well, yeah, yeah, just like she has good reason for her anxiety. But I want to see him work through those trust issues as she's working through her anxiety. Yeah, like, but, like maybe after this next arc, an issue like this, but for him. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, looking forward to the next arc, so that was a good issue. And that's actually the last book uh, this week. Oh, boy. <laughs> how, late that, how late does that feel uh, compared to last week? Favorite week. And not just because it's light, but we have Trinity and Superman and Green Lanterns and Green Arrow. It's You're going to hate me, but I think I like week two more, even though it is so heavy. Nah, this, nah. this is my favorite week. Nah, week, week two wins my heart. But uh, that said, let's get on to our end of week rankings and so what uh best panel let's start with best panel of the week matt oh wow so you guys already know mine it's the i am superman from the end of superman of course and again well anytime superman can also do his pissed off red eyes i'm a fan of it and and those are clearly there so that like i want that as a poster that image you make a point right make a point i have I am going. There's a few a few options for me, but I think I'm going to go with Green Arrow. I'm going to go with uh, Canary caressing uh, Ollie on the floor. I could tell that's what it was going to be because you brought it up three different times during the. Because it was so good. <laughs> I, I get that. I'm not saying it's not, but I, you kind of tipped your hand there. Beautiful, yeah. what it was. Connor, uh, I'm going to go point. with uh, Green Lanterns actually. Oh. So I'm going to go with that that big page where she kind of. Puts on the ring. She's like, I am a Green Lantern. She accepts it, and that—that's kind of her standing up. I really just, like that page. Just before pancakes. Yeah, just before it's—it's it's after the whole swirly page. Mm. Yeah. That was another good layout. It was. It was good. It was because it kind of you go around in circles, and you're kind of in her head, yep. just literally going around in circles like she is. And yep. but then after that, and then she just kind of stands up and deals with it essentially All before right. she has to go down. Best cover of the week. Um, I'm going with Batman for this one. It's another winner of Batman. Catwoman on his back. Uh, gorgeous shading. Stephanie Hans does. She does great covers, doesn't she? Yeah. It's gorgeous stuff. Uh, it's definitely the one that sticks out the most to me when I look at this week's books, like sort of all in a row. That's how I know me and Peter are different. Yeah, it's actually like maybe my fourth this week. Oh, my, okay. Uh, Matt, what's your <laughs> favourite of the week? Well, it was it came down between Superman and Trinity, and it's it's Trinity. It's got Poison Ivy and Superman, and just the manipole singular right next to it. It's a great image. So yeah, and I lo- I do love how it's all in Mongol's hand as well. Yeah, uh, another good touch. Eh, I'm not as loving this one. That's, Trinity is my number two cover, actually. Oh. And Superman's my number three cover. Oh. What's so what could be number one? Uh, uh, it's the Ray. Ah. Uh, I think it just, so it which, just stands out. It's just a gorgeous image. Which cover is it? Is it him doing the the fist? The, the thing? fist. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. uh, see. My shop ran out of those, so I got oh, the right. alternate cover, which I wasn't a big fan of. Uh, so. the, the one where he's kind of flying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not as big a fan on that one. But the the yeah. regular one I really like. Yeah, that's uh, that's fair. Uh, so best art of the week. So the, so the the big art award mm-hmm. of of the of the week. Um, 
I get a lot of good. Th- Obviously, Batman was gorgeous, but I'm gonna have to go with Green Arrow. I mean, I praised it so much when we we're talking about it. It'd be yeah, kind of weird if I didn't did. pick that. But, uh, but you could have gone Batman too, and I fully would have bought it because you were yeah. really big on art. Yeah, Batman. So. Obviously, I think the Raven would have stood a stood a chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, Trinity is always gorgeous, but uh, Green Arrow this week it was just the, the right mix of emotional pages. The action was the layouts, the motion, everything about it. The way there was at least two big full page splashes where you turned the page and went, "Oh crap, yeah. yes," or mm-hmm. whatever. So, no, I, I think that was a, a work of art to uh, do a pun. Uh, Connor, what was your art of the week? It's got to be Trinity. I mean, like, like <laughs> I said, like, like Green Arrow was spectacular, and yes. the the ray was was gorgeous. But it's Manipal, and we've got Manipal back for a full issue. And how can I not pick that? I feel like Matt's not along because he he completely agrees. What what Connor said, I I teased it in the thread in in mild fuzz. That I got to my second to last book of the week with Trinity, and as soon as I opened it up, and it was my art, just because it's got that manipul presence. He's just it. got it, hasn't it? You, oh. you just look at one page, yeah. and it's like, oh yeah. yeah. It, it. it would probably be third or fourth for me. Yeah. Which this is a really strong week though, because yeah. I also loved Green Arrow, like you said, the Ray, even Green Lanterns was was pretty. Yeah, and obviously Batman with the as well. Layouts. Yeah. I picked yeah. Batman last time we had Jerry, yeah. and it's hard to argue and with that. Nightwing, Marcus Two, Toe was Toe, I think. You know, <laughs> Marcus Toe, Two, yeah. Yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, looked great. So again, it's my favorite week of comics, just because these are all my favorite. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Issues Such a that good come week. out. You said all of the art last week was a, a rough, rough no, batch. No, but, <laughs> but it was I closer just, this week, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other. All right, uh, Connor. What's your top five books of the week then? Right, one. It's gonna I think... be number one. I'm gonna go Green Arrow. Oh. I was really close to saying Trinity, but uh. Green Arrow has just got that something extra. But then Trinity, then, then Green Lanterns, then Superman, and then the Ray. Interesting. Matt? So I'm going to go Trinity 1, Superman 2, uh, Green Lanterns 3, Green Arrow 4, and Nightwing 5. Okay. First time I haven't had, first time in five weeks I haven't had Justice League versus Suicide Squad in there. Um, Uh, I'm going Green Arrow number 1. I'm going Batman number 2. I'm going... You would. I'm going Green Lanterns at number three. Mm-hmm. I'm going uh, Trinity at number Just four. Okay. And then number five, Justice League vs Suicide Squad. So, it, 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 there's may not be that many books this week, but it's still really tight. Like the I quality level is yeah. close. Even though I didn't enjoy batman as much as you guys did i didn't want to leave it off either because there was some really good stuff at the beginning and end just the middle i really wasn't going for and same with justice league versus suicide squad there's a lot of good stuff in there oh yeah, anyway. hard, actually hard. Like, uh, mm, i might bump i might put the range to the, the event at number five actually i've forgotten about yeah. that <laughs> Yeah. Hey, how can you forget about it? it was in my list because uh, because you're on the spot do you on the headlights connor do you on the headlights but anyway, yeah, it was, a, it was a good week, but it was a tough week to pick. Uh, obviously, 
there was nothing I didn't like this week, so I mean that's good. So oh. that was nice. Yeah, it was very consistent. Yeah, always a. Like my, my weakest book might be Nightwing. Just, like, over Justice League? Nah, I'd pop uh, it. I'd, I'd pop it Justice League yeah. the weakest, even though it's still yeah. good. But I'd pop it. The weakest. I think I, I think I enjoyed it a little bit more than Nightwing, but either way, it's great. not much in it. Yeah, this is what's created DC right now. Is you know everything's just really good for the most part. At least the stuff that I'm reading. Also, so, amusingly, I'm amusingly, I'm happy. That may be the first time I've not had Superman in my top five. Yeah, maybe the second. I don't know. It's not happened a lot. Pete. Pete hates the multiverse. He's the anti-Morrison. Yeah, I don't know why he's still on this podcast. <laughs> look, look at the name of it. Yeah, right? I have no he's... problem with multiverse. I just have a problem Pete's with... Pete's the anti-monitor. <laughs> oh, we figured it out. Oh, dear. All right, do you want to know what's coming next week? Ask yeah. Us. Tell us, anti-monitor. Coming next week, we have the finale of the event. We have Justice League v Suicide Squad issue 6. We also have the last of the JLA one-shots with Justice League of America Killer Frost Rebirth issue 1. And then we have Detective Comics 949, Action Comics 972, Wonder Woman 15, The Flash 15, Batgirl issue 7, Teen Titans issue 4, Batman Beyond issue 4, Blue Beetle issue 5, Deathstroke issue 11. And on top of all that... Connor has Suicide Squad issue 10, if he's still reading it. Uh, well, I'll... no, if it's not tying, I'm not. All right, if it enough. is, then I am. It's an epilogue. Do just uh, that kind of counts. I might, I might uh, probably do that, I'll be honest. Yeah. Hal... Hey, once you read it, you let me know if I need to. We'll yeah, okay. That. Hal Jordan and the Green Latin Core issue 13. The Hellblazer issue 6, which will make it like the second issue of Hellblazer that Connor's spoken about on this show. Pretty sure third. <laughs> My point stands. No. Also next week, uh, the Odyssey of the Amazons issue one, which was meant to be out this week, but is pushed to next week, is out. So that's the mini that's starting. Uh, I think the Commander Challenge issue one's also out next week, if anyone's it is. Yep. jumping on that. I won't be, but I don't know if you two are jumping on it. Nah, I like uh, Kirby, but not enough for uh, a $9 I'll book. probably read it at some point, but yeah, okay. not in time for the podcast. It's also, I'll, I'll just mention, that originally Vigilante <laughs> Southland issue 4 was meant to be out next week, but obviously we talk, spoke about that last week, how it was uh, cancelled. <laughs> but it's getting a trade yeah. at least, so... In, in terms of trades, I think we've got the first Green Lanterns one next week. Yeah, makes, makes sense, they're basically rolling out one rebirth trade a week at this point. Yeah, I think well, they have and, like three on first and then one well, week. Well, and Nightwing, better than Batman. So for those that are, oh, I might yeah. be picking yeah. that up. Yeah, that's there too, that the first good. Nightwing. I like how he didn't just, just say Nightwing Volume 1. He said Nightwing, better than Batman. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get it in when I can. I think that's just how he feels about the book in general. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not about the title. It's just it's better than Batman. That's just what Matt thinks. Yeah, wait. I wasn't talking about the title, guys. <laughs> oh, is that what it's called? Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, also, so that, uh, older week. stuff that's coming out in trade. Uh, Batman, Death and the Maidens, which is a pretty major story that deals with the Algols and mm. Batman. I think that kind of paved the way for Damien. Yeah, a lot it's of one of the del- deluxe editions, I think that's coming. Yeah. Mm. And um, Checkmate by Rucka, which big, is... Big week for Rucka then, really, because we got that, yeah. those two and, and Wonder Woman's coming. Yeah. So, you know, uh, him working with DC again means that we get some of the soldier stuff released. And that's great, because I never got to read Checkmate. So I just heard it was good. No, they're doing a good yeah, job. Of, out too. They're doing a good job of trades. All, all the all these uh, big chunky trades of like Flash and Supergirl runs are all piling up. Nightwing, Birds of Prey, yep. they're all getting them. So Wonder Woman. You know, so much stuff I need to buy, I just don't have the money for because 
comics, single issues. Yeah, they're throwing them out every week when he's exactly. supposed to stop. The great thing about being digital, though, is every so often they have those like 60% off sales and I get to just pale up on some of these trades, which is nice. Well, it's also good with being uh, being in good with your the guy that runs the shop you go to, too, because you get a little yeah. bit of a discount. Backdoor so. shady deals is what that is. No, I did not say that, <laughs> but I am box number three out of like 150, my pull box. So there's only actually one person ahead of me because one box number one ceremonial. But yes, I'm... Well, box number I, one ceremony my paycheck at that at that uh at that shop. i like to think that the guy at matt's comic shop like knows if he's had a pay cut because oh you, oh, you, oh you must not got as much money this month matt what's wrong <laughs> oh no he knows and he knows when i pay with two cards that uh it's too expensive and i don't want the wife finding out because so, he's the one that told me about it because he used to pay for his comics before he owned a shop with cash as well so, I may have to uh, start doing that. It's not a bad yeah. show. <laughs> it's not. I, uh, I do not endorse this whatsoever. Uh, all, all this sneaking around. How dare you guys? It's you've just got no one to sneak around uncivilized. from. <laughs> the Firefly doesn't care if you spend all your it's time a, on comics. It's a, it's a true you point. But still, might, but Firefly does I'm not. taking the moral high ground here. Because I can. <laughs> Anyway, that's the end of the show. Let's stop insulting my lack of a love life, please, and get on to outroing the show. Um, Connor was complaining to me yesterday that I don't let everyone say their Twitters out. So, Matt, pimp your Twitter oh. out. <laughs> that's Matt of Steel, or at Matt of Steel 57 uh, on the Twitter. It's right there. It's like... Well, yeah, uh, it, it, it come across when I realised he always says, oh, the, he tells everyone the Malthus Twitter. And he goes, and the, and the individual ones are just on the screen. And I feel bad for all our dedicated audio listeners because they're not getting this information. Oh. How do they find yeah. mine and Matt's crazy random thoughts that we haven't put on Twitter? I spare that's them. What that's for? <laughs> I spare them that that awful, awful <laughs> torment. Spared no expense. That's where I thought you were going. <laughs> spared no expense. If you want more of these crazy, random, stupid I, thoughts, <laughs> it's at ConorRyan94. I want an island off the coast of Costa Rica. Isla Nubar. Got a chopper. I can't remember any old dialogue from the movie now. Matt, I'm forgetting. That's fine. It's time for a rewatch. I do. I do believe. We have to get back on schedule. I mean, schedule. That was a line. <laughs> or was it all the way around? I can't remember which way he says first and corrects himself, but he says both. Anyway, uh, Matt. Uh, no, Matt. Connor, what's your Twitter? <laughs> just said it. I just it. said it. Did you? <laughs> yeah, keep up. You were you were chopped in John Hammond's head. You weren't listening. <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to do an online from uh, Jurassic Park as Hammond, oh, uh, directed at Connor. Tell tell it see what I'm doing, Matt. I really hate that man. Yeah. Uh, that's what Nedry is going. Uh uh uh. Didn't right? Yeah. Actually, no. I think it's when uh. It's actually when Gold he Bloom, says that... It's when Goldblum's on the does, camera like this. Like, Goldblum's yeah. up looking at the camera in the car. Yeah. And, and uh, Hammond's just like, That's right. I really hate that man. Well, he's, you know... He brings the scientist, they bring the rock star. Yeah. Can't, can't get enough of Goldblum. Uh, my Twitter, if you're curious for it, is at uh, Wibble89. Uh, it's not my name. Matt, well, Matt's kind yes, of his name. Matt, Matt's got a sort of combination of his name and a thing. Yeah. Connor's just I boring. boring. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, sure. You say boring. I, I say professional. Pract- practical. 
Interesting yeah. enough, we all have numbers at the end. Me and Connor have the years we were born, whereas Matt has 57. So Matt's really old. Matt's in his 60s. Uh, uh, I wear it well. <laughs> you wonder where I pull these obscure DC characters out. I was there. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yes, the, the Twitter for everyone, of course, is at mailed underscore fuzz, and that's the one you want for the uh, like updates of stuff, you know. If, episodes are running late or you're looking for what's going up on the YouTube channel like that's all the updates come on that, that Twitter feed so you can look at that as well but if you want our random ramblings uh, and if you want to interact with us on in more depth you can go to Facebook and join the, the Mild Fuzz Facebook group you can yep. you can search that on Facebook and it'll lead you to us and uh, we have a group that talks about everything in there there's a dedicated comics thread which is mostly DC fans yep. Uh, and one or two hipsters. Yeah. We chased off the rest of them with our <laughs> hopeless optimism. <laughs> but that optimism has finally paid off. Yes, also, it has. The other thing I always forget to pimp out is we do have an email address. If you want to send us questions or comments or stuff, uh, you can get us mailfuzz at gmail.com. Nice and simple. It's probably especially useful because we've got some annu- a week with annuals coming up. Right? At the end of and March. It's going to be a bit quiet. So, yeah, like some questions, mini games, whatever you've got. Yeah, yeah, any suggestions for topics or questions or anything like that, yeah, send them along. We'll let them build up until that, that last week in March where we've got an annual week and we'll have the extra time to just what, sit what, and... What's that email again? Because I have some questions. Mailedfuzz at gmail.com, Matt. There we go. I know your email address, so I know if it's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be paying attention, don't you worry. Um yeah. So, yeah, that, that's cool. Uh, I mentioned Twitter. Obviously, if you listen to the audio version, of course, we have the YouTube channel, Mailed Fuzz TV. We, me and Matt do movie reviews. Me and Connor will be doing old movie reviews soon, and we also do TV yeah. reviews every week. So there's a lot of stuff on there if you want to hear our thoughts on other random crap. Uh, so you can check all that out. And, of course, the this goes up there as well as a video podcast, but it's the exact same. If you like the audio version, that's cool too. Uh, you know, like and rate and subscribe and all the other stuff you can do, whatever it is you're experiencing this. It helps us out a lot if you do. Let us know what you thought of the books as well in the comments, especially on YouTube. Comments down there. You can let us know down if you what ones you liked, if you agree with us. Because uh, occasionally we do get a Red Hood is good comment, uh, disagreeing with Connor. <laughs> and then I point mm. and laugh. And I, I, I have to, like dare my soul not to fight them to just like oh, oh. i mean you like what you like i'm not gonna you know yeah, yeah i mean yeah. i mean you can like anybody. it but i may i may want to fight you for about it just what, didn't what, anticipate what, in there what, what, why were you giving me the finger i was getting the finger from connor for no reason there i was just anticipating that you were gonna flash it up yeah well, while it was up i thought you i was just so Connor was basically saying is you can like it but you'll never love it like he does <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this is the longest outro known to the history of yeah. Uh, Yeah, we've had fun. It's been a fun week. We'll be back next week with even more books. Uh, Another should be another hefty one. Uh, So hopefully, look forward to that because I know some of the the fans actually like an older, uh, an older, a longer uh, show. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for watching and or listening. It always helps us out. We're glad you enjoy the show. Stick with us. We'll have more books next week. Keep reading comics and always remember never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion. Connor loves Red Hood. <laughs>